It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. I'm your host, Mari Ford. And with me, as always, my co-host, my tag team partner, the Rick Boogs to my Shinsuke Nakamura, Mr. Mascot. (laughs) (laughs) I can't hit that. I know like Rick does, but that wasn't too bad. I wasn't ready. <laughs> thank you for thank you for uh, always for having me mari we know that you could you could have gotten rid of me a long time ago happy to be here happy to be your your rick books yeah i need to get my air guitar oh, 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 yeah. yeah oh that's a great pairing i can't wait to talk yeah. about later. like Ooh. wow yeah amazing Ooh, amazing boogs yeah boogs. boogs hate that name it's so weird but it's gross it, but it is kind of, but it's so fun to say it though it's so is weird. it though mm. boogs. yeah that's boogs. how he says it i like yeah. it <laughs> yeah i like it i don't know where this is oh so much energy mari you're bringing the, i know you just bring that goofy energy. energy with you i don't know i don't know i wasn't I know. ready for it i need what it are, this morning are, are you ready are you ready for the wrestling we're happy today you know that's what I, podcast I we're on. this is oh. the podcast we are on and you know it's been a great week we got to see each other irl again we it's did. always a good time whenever we get to hang out we did uh, the two of us and about a hundred of our closest friends uh <laughs> at bryce and when presents uh how Mari, what was just sum it up what was that like tell tell the people about it that was really fun. We got to that. That was my first like Survivor slash RHAP adjacent style event. Um, we went to Bryson when they 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 came down to DC. They we watched the episode of Survivor, which that episode. I, I anyways, we watched the episode of Survivor. There. <laughs> I mean, we kind of did. <laughs> we kind of watched it. Kind of. Um, but that that was kind of a good episode to kind of not watch because nothing mm-hmm. happened at the end of it. There's no tribal council or repercussions. You know, we basically have to just go back and rewatch it for all the to explain all the twists, which probably if I was watching at home, I'd have to do it anyways again, because that was just so much going on. Um, but we got to see Isaiah. We got to Isaiah, see Jason Reed. Shout out, shout out. Jason yeah, Reed, shout, shout out. out. So we got to, of course, Bryce Win, and of course, Queen Ooh. Sari. Oh my uh, God, it was so fun. Uh, the Queen Sari was in the building. Jat- Ooh, Jatia. Mm-hmm. Who, who else? Keep it. Ovi. Ooh, Ovi. Ovi, yes. Ovi and uh, Hannah. That was that. so fun. Cu- They're so nice. down. Uh, yeah it was so fun yeah Yeah. you know like it was you know um it was one of also also my first events just out of the house period so um it was cool to like 
safely gather or what or whatnot. So yeah, and I will add, um, you know, it was mostly pleasant. But there was some controversy. There was some drama. Um, if you were watching the Instagram or Halfgrams, you might have seen toward the end of the story, which I was taking over. There oh, was right. a challenge, <laughs> um, Bryce. Uh, unbeknownst to to me to Mari issued a challenge um yes. to to Chappelle so mm -hmm. Chappelle if you're listening I mean I guess there's going to be a tag team match I didn't <laughs> I will say for one I didn't realize that uh Bryce and Mari were a tag team I'm happy to be on the outside as the manager we can make it a six-man mm -hmm. tag team match me uh Mari Bryce we have Wendell Jacob Jones Chappelle on the other side let's do this I'm ready for a fight yes. because <laughs> Chappelle's my ops he's my number one ops or he could be I don't know <laughs> I need, I need, I need enemies. Yes, exactly. Need enemies. So that was that was so fun. Was like that. it really was. Yeah. I, I love that, and I I can't wait like like to really, you know, once once you know know it alls maybe or more yeah. RHAP events happen because it's so amazing to meet these people that you interact with on either a, a daily basis or you know during yeah. Big Brother season, Survivor seasons, whatever, and getting to see them in person was just so so nice. Honestly, and yeah, I, and I will say to add in a genuine comment to second what Mari is saying is that it was really um, nice just to be surrounded by so many people who either knew us from the wrestling half up. Um, who mm -hmm. knew us from Big Brother podcasting, Survivor, all of these other shows that we appear on on RHAP, and um, even just people who appreciate us. So it was cool to see that because sometimes it feels like nobody is listening. Um, but to right. know that you have, to know that you actually have people listening and they are literally in your city is like a whole different vibe. So that was cool. And yeah, really I is. will say it was awesome because I got to cap off my night like on Clubhouse talking with Rob, telling him what happened about really? the event. Yeah. How? It was like How did you uh, impromptu. It was impromptu. Um, I was, I had a great night. It was a good yes, time. Yes. Um, but Rob was like, <laughs> Rob was like, what happened at the event? And I'm like, let me tell you, Rob, we had the that's, best time that's ever. Amazing. So hopefully if you're listening, you too check out a Bryson when presents event. There's one coming up in Philly, I think on mm -hmm. November 17th or one of those days that is uh, a Wednesday that week in November. So check that out. Um, the mm -hmm. tickets are available and Thanks. If you're if you were in attendance in Madison person, so great meeting you. And yes. thanks for actually tuning in to our smooth, sultry voices here on okay. the podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's was, get into oh, some news. Oh, news. So, we like news. Yeah, let's get into some news. So um we got some sad news. R O R Ring of Honor. Yes. R O H. Why did that sound? I was saying it right, but it sounded so funny on the You time. did a good job. Anyways. Yeah, ROH released their um, entire roster. Maybe that's why. There's like too many R's there. Uh but also, it's like <laughs> such bizarre news, too, because yeah. I remember when I read this, I was like, is this Very real? Confusing. Is it fake? I, I actually thought when I first read the sentence that it was some kind of fake news, like yeah. uh, some kind of um like satire of wrestling because there are news yeah, sites like K, I think kayfabe news might be one I don't even remember but I there are different remember, news yeah. sites that like make fun of wrestling news I thought that this was it um this was very real which is bizarre because we've never really seen anything like it truly yeah exactly yeah. and so they basically from what I read um any of the talent that contracts that they're they're fulfilling the contracts up until 
uh, December 31st this year. So at when next year goes, goes in, nobody who's under contract will be under contract anymore. I think like if their contracts were after that, that there's, they're going to work something out, but basically they're dropping, they're releasing their roster by releasing them from their contracts. They can, there's no non-complete compete clauses or anything like that. They can immediately go work. Um, but basically I, at first I thought this meant, I was like, so is ROH closing? Um, but no, apparently it just means that they just can't, I, I'm assuming can't afford to have people under contract. So yeah. what it sounds like to me is that ROH is basically becoming an indie uh, wrestling promotion then. Isn't that how yeah, the, which, the in, in which it hasn't really been, it hasn't truly been one in a long time because they were one yeah. of the, it, I mean, because in my mind, they've always been indie company, but they just right. have also been big on exclusive deals and yeah. It's good, I think, at the end of the day. I mean, one, it's not great that they're not able to still have a roster and like pay people and have them on board. But mm-hmm. it is nice that like they're they're kind of making a clean break and saying, hey, there are other opportunities. Go out there and do those. You could still work with ROH, no hard feelings, but we can't have you under contract anymore. So that's the downside. And there's really not anything positive about this situation. Right, that's what but I'm but that's just like that's wrestling that happens sometimes yeah. in, in the wrestling business. Yeah, because I mean I may be wrong about this, but that's what seems to always be the difference for me between well, like if we're talking business wise between like an indie promotion and yeah. a major wrestling promotion is the contracts. Even though technically all wrestlers are <laughs> independent you know, contractors. Independent contractors. It makes no it's sense. A whole but conversation for a whole other for, day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so ROH, like legit, just that that sucks. Um, but at least they're not closing their doors. Um, hopefully, even though people aren't con- contracted, hopefully they'll get fair compensation when they do work with ROH. So we'll see. Totally. Yeah. Um, and you know, best of luck to all the talent. Um, who are affected affected by this um, hopefully you know they can bounce back or it didn't you know hurt them too bad but um, it, it it sucks you know it, it really does it it, it sucks um, whenever people lose their jobs or job security you never want to see that so um, yeah. yeah best of luck to all the talent yeah. um, also uh, something I am so happy to talk about Big E was oh. on the breakfast club now I am not the biggest fan of the Breakfast Club. I didn't know. I am not. I am not the biggest fan of the Breakfast Club. They are well, no, no one very hit or miss. Um, yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. However, however, uh, Big however. E being on the Breakfast Club for for people who don't know, the Breakfast Club is like one of the like like most listened to stations in New York. It's like one of the exactly. most listened to morning shows in New York, hosted by Charlemagne Charlemagne the Job. <laughs> okay. I can't speak Charlemagne morning. the god, the god who is Angela also Lee. hit or miss yeah. and Biggie and, and <laughs> Charlemagne the god Angela Yee and DJ Envy oh. um, <laughs> they host a breakfast club um, and this is like really big like in, in the black community like the breakfast club yeah. is, is really huge for, for some people and so for him to go on the breakfast club talking about wrestling um i will uh, again i will shout out when Charlemagne does something right i'll shout him out um he did a great job with the interview interviewing biggie him and angela yee they were saying i don't know how true this is but angela yee's like boyfriend might be like 
heavy into WWE, but like they 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 approached the, the subject with such respect that it was really nice to see. And Big Big E um really answered the questions really, really well. So, you know, normally they don't have a lot of tact sometimes when it comes to certain yeah. subjects. <laughs> So uh, it no. was nice to see uh, <laughs> a difference here. Yes. Um, yes. But one of the main <laughs> points that I took away from uh, Biggie's interview was Biggie talking about the importance of representation in the wrestling business and how him and the New Day really want to um, represent the um, for Black people out there who are like, you know, nerds or gamers and, and show themselves and how we're not all a monolith. Like all the stuff we've said on this podcast yeah. all, the whole time and how you can be yourself. You don't have to be put into a box and have to be uh, portrayed this one way just because you're Black. And he also shouted out Bianca yeah. Belair. Um, but it was just, it was such a really, really, really good interview. And kudos to Big E for really like taking this title reign and running with it. What did you think of the yeah. interview, Matt? Yeah, I, okay. I did not listen to the interview. I need to go back and listen to it. Absolutely, but you even saw the clips. What you what you said? Mm-hmm. I said I did see some clips. I did see some clips mm-hmm. on on Twitter. But I think the big thing I would say, just mostly based off of what you said, is mm-hmm. just stressing this idea. I think it's cool. Like across beyond even wrestling, we're seeing like more dynamic representation where it's not just the stereotypes. So mm-hmm. like Survivor big brother we get all of these different types of characters and it's cool like to more feel more fully represented to have mm-hmm. as you were saying mari more blurs represented in the media yes. see, <laughs> even in pro wrestling and biggie is someone who is not always respected by fans especially because he's a world champion but he brings the goofiness he brings mm-hmm. the campiness the funny. that, that mm-hmm. the funny and people mm-hmm. don't always see that in world champions so i also love that even beyond like him as a black man uh proving or providing that representation he's also providing representation for like characters and people like him where in the future we might say oh that person's a comedy character but they could be world champion. What's to say, say that they can't? Um, so I I love that, and I'm he's he's awesome, and I love that he's making the rounds. Like it's it's yes. important, and hopefully that helps bring in some different types of fans, some melanated uh, fans. Yeah, uh, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, because like we said, we can complain a lot about WWE, and if we you can, know, we really can. Um, but the steps that they've made made um, for like diversity and stuff has been like really good to see. And, and even Biggie said in one of the clips, he's like, you know, we have, we've, we've gone far, but we can still always go further. You can always push for more mm. diversity. And so I just like that they are even attempting to be in these mediums like breakfast club, or like we were say, saying, rolling loud a, a, um, a while, even if the, the, they flop, which Biggie did not flop, but even if they're flop, the attempt being made to reach another audience is just so, I love to see that. And it's just, and it just is uh, the opposite. When you look at other wrestling promotions that just, only care about one single demo and they're telling you to your face we just care about one demo and that's it you know so um i i really i really like this 
Yeah. Um, and you know what? Just take a sec. Let's just take a second, Mari. If you're watching on our YouTube, you just <laughs> see a beautiful picture of Big E uh, with those muscles. Big, He's a big meaty man. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably going to slap some meats later. We'll talk more about the meat slapping as we go along. Um, but just take it in, that beautiful smile. We love it. Watch us on YouTube, as I'm sure we'll yep. plug many times as we go along with our sultry voices. There now we back go. Back to the action. <laughs> So, uh, we got an email this week. We did mail time. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm, I'm blue blues clues out. Like my Monday through Friday is nothing but blues clues. I'm so sorry to hear that. (laughs) Or good Um, for you. I don't know. Very wholesome. Well, I have a toddler, so. (laughs) Oh, I thought that was just you watching. No. No. Why (laughs) would I voluntarily? You know, like bounce out pro wrestling with Blue's Clues. No. You and Steve. It is against my will. (laughs) Oh, my God. You probably learned so much, like your letters and numbers. (laughs) Crayon crayon colors. So, uh, Matt, uh, we have an email, correct? Yes, we have an email from Jacob. Uh, (laughs) Jacob, shout out. Thank you for emailing us. And if you, you, I'm talking to you, like literally you, the person who's listening or watching, if you want to get in touch, you could email us at wrestling at robhiswebsite.com. That's wrestling at robhiswebsite.com. But Jacob emailed us. And Jacob, thank you so much for the love. Just going to read a little bit of this email. Um, Jacob writes, just wanted to start by saying thank you for the work you do each week on the pod. You help me stay entertained <laughs> through my work week. I didn't need to read that part, Mari. That's like, we had to. Great. but thank you so much, Jacob. We appreciate we it. Like we are flattered. It. And, you know, I think just this context that Jacob provides in this email that he had not watched a single second of WWE content since about 2012. Grew up going to shows, watching shows. We talk about this a lot on the podcast, the lapsed fans and That was Jacob for a ton of years until about a month ago, the end of September, where Jacob randomly decided to watch an old pay-per-view on Peacock and Mm -hmm. fell down this rabbit hole, which has included listening to our smooth, sultry voices on whatever uh, wrestling wrap up. That's what our podcast Mm -hmm. is called. Um, But, you know, just some notes from Jacob that we wanted to touch on um, from the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, because we did talk a little bit about that, but we did invite you all to kind of give us some more thoughts. And so from Jacob, number one thought was about Bianca Belair. Um, Mm -hmm. Jacob writes, Bianca Belair is an absolute beast. She's quickly become one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time. And I'm so happy that WWE has been pushing their female talent since I stopped watching. In another note, Jacob agrees with us that um, it really does seem that recently Charlotte has seemed over it, not into it, which makes him a little bit sad, makes Jacob a little bit sad um, because she can be such a compelling character on her own. Just Mm -hmm. to kind of stop in on there, obviously, um, you know, Mari, I know that you are all for the Bianca love. um, And, you know, I, I I think there's a lot of news that came out after we recorded. Yeah, like literally after we Charlotte is over it. But I think that maybe that's like more established now. I don't know if it's as much of a question as it was a week ago. Yeah, we can we can talk about it a little bit later. Um, but yeah, as soon as we got off the air, basically, there's all of these reports. Like some of them, I'm like. Mm. Uh, you know, but like, oh, there's major heat behind behind the scenes, right? 
Um, there are major heat, heat behind the scenes because that segment didn't go the way it was supposed to, like we we talked yeah. about. But like people were mad, and the funny thing is, like we all know there's no love lost between like my feelings for Charlotte or whatever. But the how hard people were going in on her for like a whole week weekend yeah even i was like y'all y'all gotta chill like even i was like y'all gotta chill <laughs> take a like, seat. <laughs> yeah yeah take several like because once that ball several starts seat. rolling yeah especially when it comes to like women talent and stuff like that like it, it, you know it gets so much like oh she's so entitled she this this and this this and that like again nothing that i don't think i've ever said but i don't think like calling her names or, or questioning like her integrity and all that is really that necessary, you know? So it was a lot. They like, yeah, yeah. That Charlotte stuff was going in. That but was, we'll, we'll talk that was it. a lot. Yeah. We will talk yeah. about it. And just to, you know, I also will just Wrap point out there's, there's even more mm-hmm. here from Jacob. Jacob did point out mm-hmm. edge and Rollins being an incredible match, being insanely stoked, incredibly stoked for Xavier Woods who is the new king yes. of the ring and, mm-hmm. um, you know, surprised that Goldberg's back, which yes, we all are all always surprised all that he's us. back. But yeah. I think the mm-hmm. key point really women are the selling point was the big, big thing that I took away from this email. And we agree, Jacob. So thanks for being a listener. Thanks for tuning in and for being part of the podcast. If you want to be part of the podcast, you, yes, you listener wrestling at Rob has a website.com email us, Mari, what else? Yes, you can also find us on Twitter at Wrestling Rehap Up. Um, you can use hashtag Wrestling Rehap Up to join the yes. conversation. You can also find us in the Job Has a Squadcast group, the unofficial, official, official mm-hmm. <laughs> Facebook group of the RHAP uh, wrestling patrons. Uh, <laughs> you can also uh, find our po- podcast feed wherever you get your wrestling podcast. Um, just uh, where you, wherever you get your pa- podcast. I mean, you don't all, always just have to listen to wrestling. Yeah, but uh, search Wrestling Rehap Up podcast. And of course, you should be looking at our lovely faces here on YouTube. Go to Rob Has a Podcast on YouTube um, to find our video version of this podcast. And finally, it is oh. about that time. Uh, the month is about no. to start. Oh, So this is a perfect, perfect, perfect time to join uh, the RHAP Patreon group, just go to www.patreon.com slash RHAP to become a Patreon. You'll get exclusive access to, um, uh, and I think it's an exclusive podcast feed. We got our Patreon 5 for 5. We got our Patreon feedback show for Survivor. And a lot of just bonus material. And oh, the, I think the Discord, the Facebook group. It's so fun. Um, go and become yeah. a patron at patreon.com slash yeah if you're a patron let us know just i I want i want to hear from the people that's the big thing that bryson went has like inspired me we love to hear from you like we actually do like if you are actually listening to our voices let us know that no one's uh, that no one's not listening to our voices that would be the proper way of saying it that was Mm -hmm. not the cleanest way of saying it but we did it let us know hit us up there you go twitter uh all the places. All the <laughs> I don't know wherever else we said. <laughs> wherever we, we said. We just said it. We just said it. We're yeah. ready to dive in. Uh, we've done this intro for far too long. And mm-hmm. Mari, are we ready for our guest? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's uh let's get that uh introduction for our <sighs> guest here. Okay, let's do this. Making uh, her way to the 
podcast hailing from new york but wait i don't wait hold on mari when you're explaining where someone is from i want to say that she is from michigan but living in new york yeah so would it be hailing from michigan by way of michigan by way of new york that sounds possibly right making her way to the (laughs) podcast telling from michigan by way of brooklyn new york she is the amazing the phenomenal the perfectly sounding the astonishingly beautiful giggles heard around the world the lisa (laughs) barlow herself she makes big brother even bigger 90 day fiance feel like 45 days and survivor amazon feel like Xena, warrior princess. She is Maggie Morgan. Oh my goodness. How amazing. Thank you. There we go. Wow. I'm so touched. That was so much information that you like you've done your research. You're clearly a listener to what I what I have put out there in the RAJP verse. Thank you so much, Matt. That was lovely. Yeah, and I am burning up right now. I think part of it is yeah. that I, I'm lightheaded. Um not <laughs> I have asthma. It's a lot to say a lot of words at one time, but mm-hmm. also we are joined by the extremely hot, extremely funny Maggie Uh-oh. Morgan here in the building. Let's go. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. yes. No I, tubing thank you guys for having me. Yes. <laughs> we love it. So, so Maggie, tell us, like, have you heard of wrestling? Are you a fan of wrestling? Tell us what is your background when it comes to wrestling? Okay. So... The first I ever, I always just thought like fighting was all the same. So I thought like Mm -hmm. MMA fighting and like boxing and Mm -hmm. wrestling and like, this is not the wrestling that clearly people did in high school. You know, like I thought that they were just like all one. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember in high school, my two guy friends loved wearing um, tap out Tuesday shirts or tap out shirts. They would wear tap out shirts on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And that's wrestling, right? Is that that's not? MMA. Mm-hmm. That's MMA. Oh. No. So see, yeah. I I clearly don't uh, know. Well, but, I think, well, I think at that time, tap out was everywhere for some reason. I think yes, yeah. and John Cena used to promote it, right? No, yeah. a lot of wrestlers have like worn tap out. They, I, I mean, think they, they okay. sponsor it's a brand. I'm sorry. It was yeah, a brand. no, Maggie, yeah. Maggie, you're on. You're on. You're you know what you're talking about. I know John Cena. <laughs> I know The Rock. Yeah, I know right. Eva Marie, Natalie Eva oh. Marie, who was on oh, yeah. Big Brother Celebrity. Big Brother? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when I was in college, there was a guy in my college program who oh. wanted to be a pro wrestler who was like oh. in the acting program to try to nice like huh. develop his ability. Acting skills. Mm-hmm. So I think that like that, that is my whole background with it. But I'm not like somebody who loves violence so i was really worried before i opened up the playlist today i was like what am i walking into what am i watching and there was definitely some stuff where i was like oh my god that we can get into but there i feel like so much of it is just performing 
Like I can yeah. completely understand why a lot of these pro wrestlers have forayed into acting careers that are mm-hmm. like very successful because mm-hmm. they're acting. Like this yep. is just all performance exactly. and not in the way that any other like professional sport is a performance. Like obviously mm-hmm. they're like, you know, there's a level of showmanship if you're like a football player, but not like this. Like exactly. I feel like 90% of what you're doing is being a showman on, on in these matches that I watch. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. what you're talking about, like even mentioning um, like the showmanship that's involved with football like a lot of this other showmanship in other sports was inspired by people's love of wrestling. So mm, like yes, the ability exactly. to like get on the mic, like Muhammad Ali, I think is a great example. Yep, I believe perfect. being inspired. I want mm, this is gorgeous. This George. Feel right. Yeah. No, go, gorgeous. Oh, George. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So Muhammad Ali, like known for, for everything he did on the mic, in addition to obviously in the boxing ring, like was inspired by gorgeous George, a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wrestling has inspired so much of culture and the performance um, I don't want to say performative but like the performance aspects of it all and so you know you have something there Maggie yeah. I mean you could be a great pro I would wrestler. die I would um, die I mean like I watched a girl literally get shoved off of the top of a ladder into another ladder like and yet, I would break every bone in my body <laughs> yeah that was yeah that was a hard stretch one stretch a little bit You'll be I, how funny. I don't think that, that will save me how funny would it have been like Maggie's like yeah there was a guy who was in my acting class he said yeah. he wanted to be a wrestler I don't know his name was Roman Reigns or something like, or like uh, John Cena uh, I don't know yeah. he's like uh, Dean Ambrose I don't know some, Wait, some name like, yeah just so to funny. go back to this because I was I was going to let it slide so mm-hmm. did this person ever become a pro wrestler Maggie I don't think so I don't think there's ever <laughs> a pro wrestler it's better like in the future yeah <laughs> we'll 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 follow up on this later if you find any yeah. information let us know hey, their, their wrestling name was karn k-a-h-r-n <laughs> oh well that's probably the first Why? problem it's very hard to spell <laughs> I, I, look i don't claim to have the answers about karn okay mm. this is just my only experience with it but he like ah. I, okay i have a question for huh. you guys about did you find something i oh, don't sorry. know if i did or not karn <laughs> alex is this someone named yes, Cody yes, alex- yes, <gasps> oh my yes. god okay wait so code let's we're gonna pause so quick hot second cody alexander uh is an american pro wrestler known as karn alexander he does look like a pro wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he looked like a pro wrestler when we met him. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this oh, man!" Look at is- him. Look at yeah, look at him. Um, uh, debuted in two thousand. What? Yeah, Maggie. Well, Maggie might out. actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if he is like uh, like he's not on like Raw. No. And he's currently he like getting his MFA in acting. No. So he's like pursuing still his acting degree. But I wow. think that all of his wrestling stuff he did before he I ever met him. His interests include acting and entertaining, animation, and underground rap. We, we oh wow. rap is in wrestling a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe beat, maybe my I didn't know that he liked so, underground rap. 
You know. He's a very lovely guy. I was in a play with him. He's he's very talented. Um, yeah. But he just like, I, I think that his like, I don't want to seem like I was being shady that I was like, I don't think he's a pro wrestler just because like, I don't think he's on raw. Like, I don't know what yeah. that means. No, you know, he like not. he's not on, he's not in these <laughs> clips and I know yeah. he's still pursuing his acting degree. So like, you're like, you're before. like, Maggie, this is like the most like, um, parent comment that's like, oh, you're a you're an actor, but you're not on Saturday Night Live. Okay, right. or you're yeah, like, okay, <laughs> yes. Like the parent comment of, like, I, I mean, like totally, which I hate, obviously, because like that happens to me all the time. So I feel bad. I just did it to Karn. Yeah, but no, um, fine. he's okay. Shout out to Karn Alexander. Uh, yeah, indie, indie Cody. Shows, book him if he's still uh, wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. book him. Yeah, shout out to him. That is so funny. We learned a lot today. Yes. I'm sorry, Maggie. You said you had questions. Yeah, Maggie. Oh, okay. So my Yeah, my question is how well I don't know if this might be controversial to ask this question, but um how much of this is like fight choreography that they've worked out beforehand for safety reasons? Basically okay, so there's a long answer, but what I'll give you is the shorter answer, which is that basically all of it's worked out beforehand uh-huh. like so there's something called um like calling a match like when you're in the middle of the match like sometimes the wrestlers will in real time like determine what they're going to do next in the match mm-hmm. my understanding and i don't know how much we talked about this mari this year but they moved to doing more of the like let's plan out the matches beforehand and have those figure out so that it's not as like let the wrestlers so- decide in the ring is it like they talk about it beforehand or they get in the ring in plain clothes and go through it and practice like with one another for safety reasons? Because no, I'm just watching. Okay. I'm watching like some of the most dangerous crap I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, clearly like uh, the punching is fake. You know, like these are, you know, like these are clearly like stage combat that we're doing, yeah. but punches. it's like very, very dangerous stage combat. And yes. I'm just thinking like in the acting world, if you have any sort of stage combat on stage every single night before the show, you do a fight call and you go over it. Like every single night you, if you're mm. using weapons of any kind, you go over it. So I'm like, I cannot believe that they do not for safety purposes, like, like, how do they not break their legs and break, well, knock out teeth and stuff like, all the time? So these, they're they're really good wrestlers. These so most yeah. of these wrestlers have been wrestling for fifteen years, ten years, however mm-hmm. many years. So three years. you don't <laughs> three years, right? Some of them, <laughs> depending. Yes, yeah, some of them. Um, so you don't have to get in there and actually do the match. Like, um, mm-hmm. very often, like if somebody were to do that it would normally be like the the thing that comes to my mind matt tell me if you remember this but when the undertaker when the undertaker and um who was it uh sean michael i can't remember but the the um paul bearer cement truck um stuff that they were yeah and they act that was the one where they actually had to um film it in it practice it they practiced it, yeah, because um, it was a big stunt where the Undertaker was about to bury uh, Paul Bearer in um, a cement, like in a cement truck. So they ha- they practiced it beforehand, but because they practiced it beforehand, somebody caught it on video and it was leaked. So mm-hmm. very rarely do they actually practice it, like at least in the ring um, beforehand. But it really just depends on the performers. So, so some okay. of the performers, if they're re- if they're like 
greener, if they haven't been performing as long, they might right. ask to work, mm-hmm. at least work on some moves. They WWE has full wrestling rings in the back wherever they go mm-hmm. so that they can work on some stuff. But I, I, I don't really think that they're going, well, I know that they're not doing match like the whole match planning it out mm-hmm. what they normally do is this is such a long-winded answer what they no this is what i'm asking do is yeah. for they have live shows like they have live shows um so raw smackdown nxt those are the the televised live shows but mm-hmm. in between those shows they they go to different cities and then they perform in front of a crowd and what so they'll they- do is yeah. yeah, yeah, they work out the kinks, and and mm-hmm. yeah, and that makes sense too. Just in in the sense of like um, the because I was like, yeah, like they're great wrestlers. They're like the best at what they do, absolutely. But like sometimes you just like just jive with someone, or like they are yes, maybe totally. going a bit too rough, and you totally. feel vaguely unsafe. Like I can't imagine like somebody sort of like you don't hear what they're calling so then you just suddenly have an elbow to the shoulder and you (laughs) didn't realize that that was going to happen to properly you know shift your weight in whatever Mm -hmm. you needed to do so that's why like these people are amazing Amazing. they're physical specimens they're like it's wild what they do this is like the hardest stuff ever yeah and it's like it's uh, i think what's awesome about it too is just like you well we're gonna get into the get into it and the details as Mm -hmm. we go along but like literally like even the example you gave like i'm sure that there's a stray like hit to Mm -hmm. the the chest or whatever it's like that's base that's the basic stuff like i'm sure that happens all the time in a match and you just kind of get used to getting hit even accidentally Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so it is really impressive and that's why we don't. It is. That's why Mari and I don't do it yet, even though <laughs> we might. We might have to hop in the ring with um with your tag team partner Jacob and. Yep. Hey, if you hopefully you don't get in on this, like stay out of the match, Maggie. I um, when I tell you, I will never be anywhere close to a wrestling ring. I mean. <laughs> I can't even but, do a somersault. You have to do like seventeen backflips around. Believe in yourself. I believe in I, yourself. I believe in myself to a point. I'm a realist, all right? <laughs> and I just want to say thank you so much, Maggie, for respecting the art. And I, yes. I, I just want to say I loved all the guests we've had on this season so far. It's been like a ladies' night themed season. We've had so many wonderful women on, um, and a good portion of them do have a, uh, acting backgrounds. And, and it's yeah. just so, so funny how you can easily see the art and the hard work it takes um, to do this. And we really do appreciate you uh, seeing that. Yeah. Of course. And, and I think that it's easier for me, like watching something like this than it would be to watch like a real MMA fight. Oh yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I don't like violence. So like, this is like a show, like I'm yeah. watching a show, you know, and like, exactly. sure. Maybe people end up getting like punched or like thrown around a little bit, but like, I know that everybody's going to be able to get up and walk away and like be okay at the end. But like, I have no interest in watch somebody try and knock out each other's teeth with like blood on the floor. Like that is way too much for me. I can't do it. That's a lot. I never like MMA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing. I can like kind of, I can boxing is kind of fine because it's not like, it doesn't seem like the aim is blood when it comes to boxing. If it happens, it happens. Doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem (laughs) like it. (laughs) Until it happens. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that is so true. So, um... 
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Let's let's move on. Let's get into these highlights of the week. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts, Maggie. Um, So uh, each week we go over the wrestling highlights of the week week from different brands. This week we'll be going over Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. So let's start. If you wanna, um, if you wanna see us bring up pictures, you can jump o- jump jump on over to the YouTube page so you can see us bring up pictures. And we're gonna start with uh, Biggie. Biggie open raw, um, talking about uh, he did a really good job here, thanking basically thanking Drew um, for a good match or crown jewel. Talking about how he wants to be a fighting champion, and it looks like he um, he's talking about the influx of talent from SmackDown to Raw. So. Uh, it wasn't an open challenge that he issued, but he was definitely like looking for his next challenger. And so, of course, in true WWE fashion, um, Seth Rollins comes out first, acts like he didn't get beat at Crown Jewel by Edge, but it's okay. It's whatever. He's a heel. He can be delusional. Um, uh, yeah, he comes out. On, uh-huh, on yeah. this note, by the way, I just want to point out. And this is something that I don't know how much we've talked about. Why does everyone have a dance, Mari? Everyone has some choreography. Like Seth Rollins had his little choreography on Mm -hmm. the way out. Biggie was dancing along to it. Like, we love that. (laughs) Um, uh, Not the most wrestling thing, you know, but it was a good, it was a good. Speaking of which, real quick, I don't know if we talked about this, but they, they changed his music. They changed Seth's music. It was really uh-huh. interesting. They kind of mashed the the Monday Night Messiah music with the Burn It Down and his original music, the original didn't, didn't, didn't. Like it's a very interesting mix. It's 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 pretty it's pretty good. It was just like very I was like, oh wait. Oh wait. Like it was <laughs> it was really they tried to put all three of them in there. So mm. I found that very, very We like a good mashup. We like yeah, a good we mashup. Do. Shout out um, to the DJ. And DJ. then we, and then we got Rey Mysterio, beloved, beloved luchador, the gloat, the greatest luchador of all time, come out. Um, he said he wanted a shot. Of course, Finn Balor comes out because Finn Balor wants a shot. And then finally, Kevin Owens comes out because this is how this happens. This is how this always happens when we're looking for a, con- a number one contender. Everybody comes out with their mics and their microphones and their promos, which is really good. All of them are really good. Very much running down their resumes as to why they should be the number one contender. And of course, it gets turned into a, a fatal four-way ladder match, which oh, I love oh. a good ladder match. We all talk oh, about I- this. Amari, I, I didn't. I didn't like the latter stuff. I was just. I was a bit disturbed imagine. by the latter stuff. If I'm I being honest, imagine. like I want to work. I, yeah. I just was okay. So imagine me yes. never yeah. seeing a single wrestling match my whole life. Maggie Morgan. This yeah. is the first clip that I see. Yes, it is. and I'm like, oh, literally, my notes are literally just like. Oh my god, they just start fighting in the ring with their fists. They just punch each other. Oh, then now they're outside of the ring. What is happening with this ladder? Like they're literally they he pulls out a, a table the size of Thanksgiving dinner and just starts like yep. but like mm-hmm. it, it just got so intense in a way where mm-hmm. I was like, this is a good cartoon. 
Like, do yeah. you know how in, a, in cartoons, they just like suddenly like pull out things from nowhere and like start hitting yeah. people with them? <laughs> like, that's how I felt. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And I, I gathered after watching all of the clips that like the ladder thing is whoever can reach the belt at the top of the ladder mm-hmm. first yeah. gets to wins and gets to do it. But like, I just thought it was so funny like all of the the formula for all of these matches clearly is that somebody comes out talks a bunch of crap is like i need a challenger Mm -hmm. then like whoa how crazy somebody comes out and challenges them and they just happen to have (laughs) all of their artwork ready to put project on the big screen and then they come in and then they like talk a little crap and then maybe somebody else will come in and talk a little crap and then they all start battling and Mm -hmm. like there's never really like for whatever reason i thought there would be like the ding ding to start nope we just whoever throws a punch then we're we're off to the races so (laughs) that's why the latter thing i was just like this is so intense Uh off the bat immediately and like i thought that there would be more um i didn't realize it would be so free-flowing free form if that makes sense Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they do eventually ring the bell. You probably just don't hear it because you're looking at people walloping each other. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, the ladder the ladder matches are like train wrecks, and that's why I love them, especially in experienced hands. Like Kevin Owens is so good at ladder matches. Him and Seth Rollins, um, all all of the people in that ladder match are really good. I mean, Finn Balor has had it, um an amazing ladder match with uh, Samoa Joe before. So like when you have those people who you know are gonna, um, you know, provide a great match and that Mm -hmm. match was really good. It's always so great to watch. I love a, love a good uh, ladder match. Um, Seth Rollins, they had a, they had a contract um, hanging from the top, which was interesting. Um, So yeah. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, because they needed something. They need something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need something, but it's very you don't see that that often. But you know what? Actually, it's it. I, mm-hmm. I just want to point out, like in in the storyline, it was a contract. In yeah. reality, it was just a WWE pad folio. Like right. there was no contract. <laughs> I'm sure a very nice <laughs> make pad a con- folio. Yeah, actually. very nice pad folio. I would like one. Yes, please. I would yeah. too. Actually, swag. WWE can, send it away. Yeah. Can I say something that might be controversial Offensive? and yet brave? Yeah, we love Will it. it. We'll, we'll edit see. it out totally. I th- I think Seth Rollins <laughs> looks like Paul from Big Brother 19. Oh my gosh! Oh, the vibe Wait. was there. Okay. We can get the vibe. I mean, there's some vibes. I can catch that vibe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially they, they like all had the long hair, hair and the, mm-hmm. yes. the, the beard. Yes. And I will say. And very obnoxious I mean, laugh. Okay. Yeah. She like, I'm super can. obnoxious. The um the vibe off of like the outfit, I thought. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. he was, like the white fur coat oh felt God. like a very yeah. tall outfit. Yes. Yeah. We love I we am love seeing this, outfit. Maggie. That is such a great point. Me too. Matt is you not seeing it. Matt no, I do. I see. I look this picture that we're staring at. I see a lot of. I, I'm getting like a lot. I'm get, I'm taking in the pad folio for the most part, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I, in my mind, in my my mind's eye, sees it. It's a good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of comparisons like this, though. I yeah. feel like with different wrestlers, and I appreciate them because we stare at these people so much, and we've also like mm-hmm. Seth Rollins didn't always white look like this like he wasn't always as 
scruffified and yeah, scruffified. um just raw you know but, and like ch- leopard printy but you know even past the looks though they both do have that type of like personality where you either like them or you don't like you know what i'm saying yeah um, um, i seemed obnoxious yeah really obnoxious yeah that's what he's supposed to be yeah he's supposed to be Mm -hmm. a heel a very obnoxious annoying (laughs) maybe seth is a paul fan who knows and i mean for me bb19 paul was (laughs) exactly that That so yeah (laughs) so great point there maggie but yes yeah, I love this. This was such a great match. I'm so excited uh, for Seth Rollins versus Big E. Um, we'll see how how this goes. If he gets a win over Seth Rollins, that could be really great for for, for Big E. Um, but we'll see how long his title reign is is gonna be. Any final thoughts, anybody, for uh, Big E and and Seth Rollins and the rest of the challengers here? No, just like what a match for me to come into with I wrestling. Know. I was yeah. like, what is happening? You know, it I felt like, of, um, yeah. Okay. I don't know what this is an apt Uh-oh. comparison to make. Okay. It is. Have you guys ever played Super Smash Brothers Melee? Yeah. Yeah. It felt very Super Smash Brothers Melee to me. Yeah. Like everybody uh-huh. was just like going at it and it was mm-hmm. very quick yeah. and like very intense. And I was like, oh my goodness. And like yeah. I said, like sometimes at Super Smash Brothers, they have these random items that you're like, why, why do they yeah. have that frying pan that they're using? Yeah. And like that is what was happening. I felt I was like, wow, this is very, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And you kind of lucked out because most of these clips are kind of. <laughs> Yes, you know, that's, that's that. why I'm saying, like, so, that's yeah. why I'm saying I, I think I'm drawing these comparisons. Uh, yeah no and it was it was wild because you had like ladders people hitting each other with ladders you had people mm -hmm. who took ladders and then propelled themselves onto their opponents with those ladders you had people going through tables you had people being thrown onto ladders on the outside of the ring and my biggest thought with all of this actually is i kind of felt like you know we know it's halloween season um i felt like it was sort of like um between this ladder match and then later in the week when we saw a ladder match. That one kind was of like showing up to intense. Halloween. It's kind of like showing up to a Halloween a Halloween party and like wearing the same costume as someone else. Like <laughs> I found myself comparing the different ladder matches um, mm-hmm. and just feeling like there needs to be like a little bit more coordination. Like, let you know, maybe they'll do a tables match where we just see a ton of people getting hit with. And I hate tables, tables matches. I do I do too actually, but yeah, I'm like, why would you, you know? <laughs> it's like anything that's like different. It's nice to have like. Yeah. The, I th- I feel like this is not the only type of match we saw um, repeated twice this week between no, the we NXT show and <laughs> yep. SmackDown later on too. So interesting times. Coordination yeah. though would be nice. <laughs> it's like it is weird though, Maggie. Just because Mari and I were talking about this um, in September, there was a pay per view called Extreme Rules. The idea is that the matches would be ladder matches and hardcore matches. They did. There was literally like one um, match with mm-hmm. weapons. So it's wild that we're getting so many of them. This there were week. a lot of weapons. Like I felt like everybody had a weapon. And okay, yeah. <laughs> this is my again. I'm th- I'm just thinking about like safety. Like I'm thinking practically about how they do yeah. this. Just because I'm an actor, so like I'm gonna want like, and they are giving performances here. So I'm like. Are the ladders real ladders? 
Or are they like special wrestling ladders that are like made of softer material? Like maybe it's not real metal. Mm. Maybe it's softer metal. Like that, like maybe the, you know, the queen Zelina's staff that she hit her with, like has some give to it. So it's not like she's just hitting her with a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like specialized weapons. A lot of it too is even about Mari. I think it would, I think you're about to probably say something about the weapons themselves, but even just like how people are getting hit with the weapons yeah. like mm-hmm. you'll notice like with the staff and the example you're giving which we'll get to like it's like putting your hands up or like you know you're not taking a hit to the face with the ladder because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not good even if it's a little bit like gimmicked as they say or not yeah fully real but mari exactly you no, had, yeah. Oh. oh yeah no you're right like uh the so the it's it's also <laughs> it's the material that the stuff is made out of yes uh, it's definitely like a looser metal. I don't know. I can never really completely figure out some of the ladder matches. I couldn't figure out if like some of the ladders were real, which might be the ones that you are using to stand up. While there's some mm-hmm. of them that you use to hit or might just be a little bit lighter. But I, I mm-hmm. always know uh, I love when they bring out the trash cans because I don't think we saw any trash cans. But the trash cans are made out of like those aluminum foil pans that you get for Thanksgiving that you can mm. just like hit. Those are really fun. Yeah. So yeah. So um it's the material, but like Matt said, it's also how you strike your yeah. like Absolutely. it's, it's both yes. the the aid and the, the safety of it. Yes. Let's move on to the uh Becky and Bianca promo. It's so funny because I think last week, Matt, most of the clips we gave uh, Geneva and Kelsey were all promos, and this week it's all action. <laughs> like it's like it's like flip for Maggie. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, so this is where we we got Becky came out. Um, this was again. So last week we we talked about how Becky and Charlotte had they exchanged their titles and. There's a whole bunch of heat that, you know, it came out that Becky and Charlotte does not how they were supposed to exchange the titles, um, that they were mad at each other, all of this good stuff. Becky comes out. She kind of addresses it. Yeah, Matt, you were about to say something. No, no, it, I'm, just, was, I'm just I'm just I'm just like, it was such a mess last week. Like, Maggie, yes, it was. It was yeah. a mess. Um, And there were just lots of like. The blend, the line between real and not real was really blurred, and there were some yeah. people. Charlotte, um, Charlotte Flair, yeah. daughter of Ric Flair, <laughs> who was not happy to say mm-hmm. the least. Um, allegedly, allegedly, um, but maybe confirmed, but allegedly escorted out of the building like after yeah. her segment on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that just gives a gist of it, and there was a lot of news about what was going on with her, what was wrong. Yeah. But back to and, the studio, Mari. <laughs> and so Becky comes out. It like I didn't like this promo exchange here, mostly for the content. The women yeah. themselves did a great job. Like uh Becky and Bianca did a great job, but I didn't like the content. First and foremost, um when when Bianca comes out and Bianca starts addressing Becky, um, the stuff that she's saying to Becky just does not relate to Becky. So a lot of this sounded like to me. WWE will do this where they're dressing down a talent in front of the audience, but it's not, it might not be the talent that's in the ring. It sounded like, yeah, maybe I, maybe it's just because of the, 
you know, the knowledge of all of the stuff that happened between the Becky and Charlotte stuff. But both of these promos together, Becky and Bianca, even though they were talking to each other, it really sounded like they were like sending a message to Charlotte, Um, especially with Bianca telling Becky, like she needs the title. She's nothing without the title, which is just clearly not true. Like Becky Lynch, I mean, Becky Lynch hasn't, hasn't not held a title for like two years. Like, you know, she, she's, She's held a title for a year before she left. She left for um, a year and a half, came back and immediately won the title. So technically she has not been titleless for title less for two and a half years. But Becky, Becky clearly doesn't need a title. She's one of the most over people in the whole industry. Um, I've clearly said on this, this podcast several times that if we're going to say that about anybody, it would be Charlotte. And Charlotte's whole character is based on holding titles and how many titles. And we'll see that later on in SmackDown. Literally. literally. So I just didn't like, I mean, I didn't like this. Um, Also, we've, we've had these type of promos between the two of them for the past month now. So nothing moved the needle here. It was was just for them to both to come out and pop the crowd and everything like that. And at the end, they didn't even announce while they were out there. They ended up announcing it later. Bianca and Becky will be will have a women's uh, Raw women's title match next week on Raw, which I am not even excited for <laughs> because um, if if you don't put this title on Bianca, that would be how, how many matches is that, Matt? That'd be at least like four title matches that she she would now have lost. Um, of course, they have been trying to protect her by using either like triple threats or um uh, or uh uh what's it called um people interfering and stuff yeah, like that and disqual- yeah. oh, disqualifications like they've been very much protecting Bianca and I like that up to a point but now if we're just getting Bianca versus Becky Lynch one on one next week and there's no Sasha or no Charlotte to interfere it literally is a straight up match which is what Bianca wants because Bianca says Becky has not beat her in a straight up match which is true Um, then if you don't put the title on Bianca here what does she do next so my thought process is either Bianca needs to win this title which I don't think that's really in the plans or she needs to not make it to the ring like I would much rather like Becky or somebody like beat her up beforehand and not like the the match not happen I'm perfectly okay when people when the WWE or people announce matches and then somehow they kayfabe it to the match doesn't happen I know that hurts for the people who paid to be in attendance but I I just don't want to see Bianca take a, a another loss just for her to, I guess, get to the back of the line because B- Becky did say get to the back of the line, bitch. But anyways, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> Matt, what did you think first? Okay, I just I just want to add to what you're saying in that I am more, not op- optimistic is not it, but I want, to le- I want to leave more room for when they have that match and then it has like a screwy finish and then, you know, they, the feud continues. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm with you. I don't see Bianca winning next week. Because mm-hmm. there's not hasn't really been the build to that, and it would just feel like strange timing. But you know what? Um, I, I I don't know where this is going. It is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they have been doing a lot to protect Bianca and make her look good. Like the eye 
eye, I'll call it an eye-ish break to Bianca Mm -hmm. that happened um, at the end of the segment segment from Becky. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's another thing. But it's just like at some point, if you can't figure out how to not get cheated and you keep getting cheated, you do kind of look a little bit foolish. Like even if it's cheating that's involved. And so. Exactly. The one thing that Bianca, Bianca. The one thing that Bianca has going for her is Becky She's never hit Becky with a KOD and been able to capitalize on it. Her and that's finishing her move, which yeah. she was attempting uh, when she got her eyes raked. So we're going to get that moment, though, Mari, where Bianca yeah. does hit it and wins. That's what we're building toward, it seems like. I mean, maybe we'll see Bianca hit it next week and then mm-hmm. get screwed out of the championship. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Maggie, I know Maybe that Maggie I, we just laid a whole bunch of history here on you, <laughs> but just from just yeah. watching that, the clip we sent you, what did you think? Um, I will read my notes. Please. Bianca's hair with the jewels look fierce. Yeah. Um, Dazzle. Uh, she says, get, or Becky says, get to the back of the line, bitch. And Bianca mm-hmm. just starts beating the shit out of her. <laughs> a stick has appeared. <laughs> oh, I guess Becky's running away. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. Very apt. Very apt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, this is the week of the weapons, isn't it? Like so far, if we just you know what, I feel like I need like a list of inventory. Like, okay, two go, tables, please. two tables, thirteen ladders, um, one ladders. kendo stick, uh, at least okay, seven kendo sticks. Yeah, <laughs> could you imagine being with like the costume or props department? Like, okay, we need to we, we got to buy like seven tables. Uh, three people are going to go through them. Like they just have to go through the laundry list. No. What would your face have been if they said, we need candy corn painted Kindo sticks? (laughs) Because we saw those later on. That was an intern. An intern definitely Uh, had to do that. It's always going to be an intern, I'm sure. Right. So, yes. So this was this Ridiculous. was yeah. We'll see what happens next week. We'll come back. We might complain. I I just like to me at this point. That's why I'm like even a screwy finish would not be satisfying to me because we've seen that so many times at this point. But okay. Uh, so next up, <laughs> I know. Next up, we got uh, Queen Zelina makes her first royal proclamation. <sighs> My, my favorite segment of the show, I just have to well, say. Do you mind walking us through it, Matt? Oh, my, me? Yeah, look there that. you go. Here are the yes. keys. So, oh, look. Oh, oh, I have the keys. <laughs> oh, the keys. Mari gave me the keys. <laughs> to quote Jacob Jones. <laughs> I'm going to take them back. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I have the keys. So we had the coronation of Queen Zelina Vega, who won mm-hmm. the Queen's Crown tournament last week at Crown Jewel. And Zelina was was really coming out. We didn't get her throne moment last week. This is the first we're getting of it. So yeah. what was really awesome with this was just the way that she commanded the room, the royalty. Selena walks out to the ring. I believe the announcer, I want to say it's Mike Rome on the Mike announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the beginning introduces her. She gets out to the ring, and this was not included in the YouTube clip, but she promptly corrects Mike Rome and tells him to introduce her properly. And so we got a more full introduction, uh, recognizing Zelina as the first official queen 
of mm-hmm. the WWE, which is kind of like the, the angle that they're going with. And over the mm-hmm. course of the next uh, several minutes, we proceed to see Zelina mix. I don't know if it's like a Brooklyn kind of accent with a British accent, but whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> She's going in and out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I have I I'm very curious to hear Maggie's thoughts, especially from like the acting perspective of what we saw here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if you're like big on accents, if that's like your thing on your um your IMDB page or what, <laughs> but like spill, you're the expert here. You're the theatrical um, genius. Yeah, I just wrote that uh, I've gathered that at the beginning of the matches Yes. The, pe- the person comes out and gives a big old monologue about how they're mm-hmm. the best. And then yes. someone comes out to beat them up. <laughs> and yeah. so like, that's, you know, I like she came out that. and she yeah. had the whole thing and then Dewdrop appeared mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Dewdrop appeared. And I was like, Oh my God, this woman is literally like a foot and a half taller than Queen Zelina. <laughs> and yeah. like, are there weight classes in, in wrestling? Like what no, is happening? No, like, I was about to say mm-hmm. clearly not, not because then a lot of the men's matches that we saw later, it was like the same vibe happening. Yeah. Um, and I thought that it was fun. I thought that her performance skills were better in the ring. There um, we go. Yeah. But then it, then it was when she was just talking. Um, but yeah, I thought that, it, I thought that it, the whole thing was really fun and, and like, mm-hmm. you know, Dewdrop was throwing her around like a little rag doll and, yes. and then she grabbed her hair and like fake begged for mercy and then like did the bait and switch and, and like got her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. It's just good. Uh, we'll see what Queen Zelina's reign brings. Um, Dewdrop was who she beat like- for the crown. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Look at how high in the air she is. Yeah, yeah. And her whole body is going to slam on the ground. What yeah. on earth? This yes. is insane to yeah. me. And shout out to the WWE photographers for capturing this uh, amazing action, which you could watch only on. Well, I guess you could see these pictures in a lot of places, but definitely on our YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, it, th- this is one thing I I appreciated. Um, even just the size difference, like. WWE putting these two against each other is so notable because you kind of have Zelina as this more squirrely heel character and then Dewdrop as this powerhouse. And Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I like I I love that Zelina's in this spot because she has not been highlighted, especially as a singles performer, like ever truly in her time in WWE. And so I love that she has this spot. Um, I want to see more of the promos and segments and more matches like this where she gets beat up, but then somehow manages to win. Um, yes, yes. But she used her smarts, right? right? That's what I gathered. Like she outsmarted yeah. her rather than like beat her. Clearly, I mean, she's double her size. There's no way she can just yeah. like power at, power it out and beat her. So she like used her smarts, which yeah is what a good queen should do. And it's a it's a very much heel tactics like she like used yeah. bad guy, bad guy tactics basically, um yes. so yeah and, and and it'll it'll be very interesting to see how her reign goes because again like I would I say um her and Dewdrop they they were the ones in the finals for the Queen's Crowd, mm. so they kind of just ran this back to I think just to you know fill in some time here um and to st- and to like Maggie's um. What Maggie said uh, to show how how Zelina is gonna 
you know, um, pull out these wins. So I, the rosters are so fresh. I can't even remember who's on. I think Liv Morgan. Oh, Liv Morgan yeah. and Carmella did and have Carmella. a um, a match this on Raw, but I did not. They've this is like their 80th match, so I decided not to talk yeah. about it. Like, yeah, Liv's very pretty. Yeah, but. <laughs> and, I mean, and, and Carmella has her mask. Also pretty, but with the mask on too. Yeah, I mm-hmm. just need them to separate. I need them to separate. I need it. I need to get some more storylines in here because it, it's not happening. Um, and uh, before we leave it. Raw, I just want to quickly talk about we did have a um, we had a triple threat match to find the number one contender for the Raw Tag Team Championships uh, between the Street Profits, the Dirty Dogs, and Alpha Academy. Um, so the Dirty Dogs won and then the Dirty Dogs went up against RK Bro for the the tag team championship belts and of course RK Bro retained so I mean I don't it was I mean okay like yeah. <laughs> I think RK Bro RK, uh... right like I think RK Bro is going to keep the title for a, a while because um, you know Randy Orton is very over um he it looks like he's having fun with Matt Riddle, so uh, I think they're going to keep it for a while. I didn't understand what was the point of the first match and all that. No, and yeah, but anyway, so to waste our time, maybe it exactly, exactly. Unless Maggie, did you have any any comments about the that the triple threat the tag? No, I just match? wrote that I thought it was beautiful fight choreography. Like they yes. are what they do was. I mean, I thought by far the the most succinct like I felt like watching it was like triple the speed of a lot of the other matches like they were they just like know what they're doing it was amazing yeah and a a lot of the story of even how this match was like pulled together was like the uh, almost just the dynamic of the triple tag team match very much came through. So you have like mm-hmm. only two people from two of the teams in the ring, but then you have another Which team who has both wow. their members on the outside. And so they don't want to like, they want to make sure that they're not like, I don't know. It's just so fun to see it, the dynamic. I And then you had the two teams, Alpha Academy and Dirty Dogs, who were kind of working against the Street Profits the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. I always mess up how I say his name, but um, um, Amas, Amas, who's oh, yeah. the big man oh, who Amas. came in and yeah. interfered. I I don't even, I still don't, I still can't, Mari. Omis or is it? Oh, oh, I think it's met- Omis. Omis. I'm trying. I think it's Omis. Yeah. I think it's yeah, Omis he- too. Yeah, he interfered with the street profits, right? <laughs> it's been like almost the whole year. Yeah, but he it did interfere and he attacked and they won the match. And he's big and I don't really know what that was all about, to be honest. Right, exactly. So it's fine. It's okay. All right. There's a tag it's team. Cool. We move on. Here, I do want to point out something else <laughs> just because it did it was really trippy for me uh when I watched the show and then even as I watched the clips again, which was that um for whatever reason. Uh, nobody cares about this, but uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, they changed tights. They changed clothes. They were wearing they black. They were wearing black at first, and then they were wearing green later in the show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Why did they at do all? that? I know. I don't I, know. I don't, I, I don't want to talk about it, but I just want to point it out because I'm That's like, That's very interesting. That, that never happens. Change, yeah. Maybe they like tore their tights or something, you know, in the first match. Ew. Yeah. Who cares? 
It happens. All right. That's it for the raw highlights of the week. Um, all yes. the highlights can um, be found in a very handy playlist playlist in the bottom of our show notes. A handy dandy playlist. A handy dandy playlist. Uh, let's move on to NXT because NXT had their like um, it was like a uh, it was a I don't like even a know. special I call yeah. it like a special. Let's call it a special. A special, right, exactly, because it wasn't a takeover. No. Um, so yeah, so it was a special, it was a Halloween Havoc special. Um uh this was a pretty good this was a, a, a good show, like the show was pretty good. Um the card was pretty good. We got a lot of different champions, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was hard for me to watch a little bit. Wow! I'm, Wait, I'm not. I'm just. Those? I'm just not a fan of Chucky, and he was just all up and down that card, and it's <laughs> so annoying to me. Thank you. I just wanted to stop on that, um, Chucky. Nobody sent for you. We didn't want you on the <laughs> no. show. You are creepy. You are a creepster. We don't care what your choice is. If you get a, yes. a, a like, who made up a Chuck? What? How much so did Chucky get paid don't to be pull here? Any of those those pictures up there, Matt? Because no, I I'm not. not I, if there's a picture, <laughs> if there's a picture of Chucky, I might have to pull it up. Um, Do not pull it up. I was a little creeped out. All right, so let's talk about um, let's the main the the main headline of the show. If you're going to grab a, yeah. a, a headline. Toxic Attraction. So Toxic Attraction, the group led oh, by Mandy Rose. <laughs> Maggie. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. This is what I have been waiting to talk about literally yes. the whole time. Yeah. Oh, please. Um, um, they're, just, they're just throwing women off of the ladders. Uh, yeah. they, they're knocking over ladders while somebody else is on top of it. Like, I have never seen anything so unsafe in my whole life. I was like, how have they not fallen face first into a ladder and broken all of their teeth? Like, this is just, I'm, I'm just, I was very, very overwhelmed by this one. I was like, what is happening here? But here's something I would point out that might blow your mind, Maggie. That, like, none of these people, as far as we know, walked away from this injured. I know. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how is this possible that they are like, like they finished the the woman who got thrown. She was literally at the top of the ladder. Yeah. Someone kicked the ladder over and she fell mm-hmm. onto another ladder. Like I watched her body bounce off of a ladder. Yeah. And then she they won the match. And she's like running up, like cheering, like, woohoo, we won. And I was like, girl, I would be in the hospital. <laughs> So, just for clarification, that wasn't the same person who won. So, the one no. who oh. was that. Okay, <laughs> she was she was gone. She needed an ice bath or she something. Yeah, okay. I, I literally thought it was her, like coming up, being like, "We won." I was like, "Girl, there's no way." <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the, and and that was a televised version. There were other clips of people in the audience who 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 uh, videoed that. It looked so wor- so much worse. Like. From the audience perspective, really? like Eo Shirai was on the top of the ladder. I think it was Indy Hartwell pushed the ladder over. Eo fell onto another ladder that was set up, and Eo's body literally did bounce off. Of it was thing. like it was a trampoline. 
Yeah, yeah. And then she fell on the ground. So much so, like, again, yes. like, the, the regular shot, like, they caught it. They're like, cool, we got it. And they swung back to the ring. Meanwhile, the fan shot, you could see all of the rest, like, <laughs> like running towards uh, EO to alive? make sure. Yeah, make sure she was Ugh. okay. Um, but she, you know, as far as we know, there she's fine. But I love that they they lingered on Indy Hartwell's face because technically Indy is a face. She's a good guy. So for her to do that, it, it, I thought it was great character uh, acting because she was just like, oh, like she was really shocked. Like that's what just happened. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> like so, it, it lingered so long. Though I was like, why is she? I was like climb up the ladder Indy like I was so upset I'm like stop staring climb up the ladder but by the time she had you know yeah. gained her herself regained herself to climb up the ladder um I think it was JC Jane was there first yes. and like pushed her off or something like that so uh toxic attraction JC Jane and Gigi Dolan ended up winning I guess yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mari, one thing I will say is that I distinctly remember you last week just talking about how you did not want them to win, which we'll get deeper into that because there's another match that Toxic Attraction technically wins um, later yeah. on with Mandy Rose, but we'll get there. But you know, I just, oh, I, I did. How did you feel good about this match overall, Mari? Um, the match overall, like Maggie said, uh, it was very, very chaotic, but I think the women worked it well. I don't think that, I don't think there was like any issues in it. Like, um, none of these women had ever been in a ladder match. I think it was, they had, remember they had said last Except week, Except like, for Io Shirai. Yes, Io, who, yes. Who's Eo. the one who fell and broke her body in. Well, that's yeah. probably why they, but that's probably why they had her do that stunt, right? Because yeah, she was like, exactly. I can do it. No one else could have done that and been yeah. like mm -hmm. pretty basically completely fine from what the reports say. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, but other than that, again, I love a good ladder match. So it was really fun. It was a lot. I, I love when the women get like back down and dirty. Um, for equality uh so it was great um <laughs> down and dirty for equality there you go wow uh, that's a um so <laughs> yeah so yeah toxic attraction being the people with like the least amount of experience at least uh within wwe it being the ones to win <sighs> gg dolan has a very uh um problematic past and then jc jane i have no idea who she is so i'm just <gasps> like I'm just not invested in in them, but uh -huh. you know they won. And to keep it moving, we got Mandy Rose versus Ra Raquel Gonzalez in what they sp they spun the wheel again. This is in this clip. It, trigger warning: the wheel for a split Chucky. second. Yeah, well, what is the wheel? Can you and why did it that one? Why did it yes. stop so abruptly? So abruptly. So um, for this one, this wheel, the wheel is uh, has different um, stipulations to the matches. So uh, as you can see, if you're looking at our YouTube, you can see uh, there's Chucky's Choice, the Broiler Room Brawl, the Insane Asylum Weapons Wild Match. So uh, all of these are stipulations to matches. So when Raquel spun the wheel, it stopped very abruptly on Chucky's Choice. Chucky then um, decided that he wanted to see a trick or street fight, I think it was, between them. Um, 
And so, which is basically just a no, no DQ match between Raquel Gonzalez and Mandy Rose. And they were able to use weapons and it was like pretty brutal. Uh, Both of them are, you know, still kind of green. I said a lot last week. I don't, I didn't care for who won this match did not matter to me. Um, But Dakota Kai was revealed to be the person who um, we, we speculated about last week, the mysterious digger person who was coming back to reinvent themselves. She was the one who cost Raquel Gonzalez her championship. Um, Of course, because they were partners at one point, you know, then she turned on Raquel. She lost her championship um, matches and she cost Raquel this championship match, which makes sense because if you can't beat Raquel, common sense would say maybe you'd have better luck at beating Mandy. So Hmm. um, makes sense. Mandy wins. I don't like that that Dakota Kai is still in NXT. We were so excited when we heard that she was like making the rounds on SmackDown, doing SmackDown um, dark matches. So it kind of sucks that she's not moving up to the main roster. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And so Mandy Rose is now the women's champion. Uh, NXT Women's Champion, which means that now all three members of Toxic Attraction have all of the gold in NXT. And just a um, just a reminder here, uh, Maggie, NXT is WWE's developmental brand, so it's where okay. like yeah, so it's it's like where most of the the newer talent, the talent that's just signed, goes to first, and it's like a lot I less see. experience on this brand than there is on the other brands so before we get into any analysis let me just prompt us with uh kevin and the job has a squad cast group uh sent us a question saying mandy and toxic attraction have all the gold do you think mandy is ready to come back up girl no okay no i, I, I just want well <laughs> no, no here's the thing i, no, I want to make a, i want to clarify thank you so much kevin for the question um I just will say, when I read this question, I sort of thought, I don't think it's a question of if she's ready. Like, I don't think that she was taken down from the main roster and being on WWE Raw with this wider audience. I don't think she was removed from that because she wasn't ready. Right. I I think that this is a better, like, they should actually, in my mind, maybe have, like, one or two more of the women come down to NXT just because we've talked about this before. They just need some of those solid, really experienced people for the newer ones to learn from. That's yeah. something that Mari's pointed out many times, yes, which I yeah. totally agree with. And the other thing, though, with that is that I think that like there's it, it like this is the a better use of Mandy Rose's time than anything yeah. else probably would be on the main roster. So I like her in this spot and I hope she stays in it for a while. Yeah. And fresher opponents, like basically you need fresher opponents, you know, um, and they clearly brought her down to be the leader of this faction. So I don't think she's coming back up anytime soon because she's now the women's champion. So, right, um, right. yeah. Uh, what did you think, Maggie? Not having much um, so knowledge actually, about Toxic Attraction. This makes sense to me that these are like less experienced um, wrestlers because this whole section felt to me less clean than the first section Mm -hmm. um so that actually makes like a lot of sense to me um that that nxt is that um i thought that this like spooky person who like is 
dictating the match, like coming in like Dakota Kai. I thought that that was like yeah. odd just because I didn't yeah. know that that was like a thing that happened. Um, <laughs> but I really, I really liked um, the, I mean, I liked their makeup. Mm. I thought that that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really my only opinion on it. I liked Ooh, the yeah, match honestly. we're going to talk about next way better than this one. Like this one, I could have taken it or left it, honestly. Good I'm makeup, with you though. on this. So good makeup is actually great makeup. Beautiful, beautiful gowns, great gowns, beautiful gowns. I don't know where where this. I first saw this. Maybe Mari. Maybe it was on like Total Divas or something. Or I remember at one point seeing this being a thing that a lot of the women in NXT had to learn, like how to do their makeup for mm-hmm. TV. And I don't right. remember where someone who's listening different. probably does. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Also, say, so let's I, move on I, to the next match yeah, that Maggie wants to let, talk about. Let's get out of this. Uh, side note, I like it. I I just want to say as a side note, can Mandy? I just want Mandy Rose to wear like wrestler clothes, not look like Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. That's like my last <laughs> thing. I'm getting. I'm like staring at a picture of her. I'm like, why bad. do we have this? But bad. moving on. Yeah. Um. So we got Tommaso Ciampa versus Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship match. Yes. Basically, very straightforward. What did you like about this match, Maggie? Um, well, I liked it because I wrote Braun is literally gigantic and terrifying, but Tommaso yes. looks scrappy, so yes. it felt fun. And he got the blue, big blue streak painted on him. Yes. And um, they are both amazing acrobats. Oh my gosh, the mm. acrobatics! I wrote like this one feels the most realistic to me. Mm. Um, yeah. and then also the clip turned black and white at one point. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was just the the, the YouTube video, like, but I was wondering if that was like symbolism, like anywhere. <laughs> I, don't know. I yeah. wish we could Did say it was symbolism. Ever? No, so okay. it was because um, Braun Breaker, yes, blood, uh, um, and I think it was. It, I think oh. it might have been at this in the, this spot in the match where Braun, um, when Tommaso Ciampa was doing like a DDT, driving Braun's head into the exposed mat and floor. I think he might have actually hit his head on the floor because after Ooh. that is when you know um i think it was like champa rolls braun back into the ring and then like literally that's when we start to see it go gray because he was bleeding gray. oh okay yeah. so yeah. then it is symbolism of blood well so there we go. no i i know it's it's for yeah. like copyright purposes like i get it but i yeah. i was i because i was like is it black and white because like, artistic yeah, reasons? Yeah, yeah, like it's an artistic they, choice. They didn't but, want to yeah. monetize on YouTube. They didn't, they didn't of want course, to yeah. On YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably <laughs> it. Um, yeah, because they are technically are they PG still, Mari, or is it PG? They're PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Oh wait, shoot. 14, I'm sorry. 13, no, they're, they're no, they're PG still technically. Uh, they're PG still, and then I think they allow some of their pay per views to be PG thirteen. They're at will, basically at this point, whatever they yeah. decide. Um, but yeah, such a great match. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa was actually uh, his costume was like um, Ma- Ma- Mars, the the god of war from um, God of War. Yeah, that video oh. game, the video game. Oh, from God of War. God of War. Yeah, game. is that the name of the video game? I think that's the we'll name of the video it. game. That's a that's a game. And I said Mars. Yeah. It's Aries. He was Aries. Aries from the, from the 
Where's Jenny Autumn when you need her for these? I know, man. I was about to say, I'm not the right person for any sort of (laughs) video game other than like Mario video games. I made the comparison to Super Smash Brothers, but it's definitely God of War. And I, and I, the character's name is, uh, one of the two, either Aries or Mars, whatever. But anyways, yeah, such a good match. Um, this was the actually only match where the title did not change hands. Um, and a lot of people weren't sure what if they liked that decision because Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker is still new though. He he, you know, we talk about this all the time, but he just started wrestling in February. He does have a yeah. very historic lineage. He's from a wrestling family, and he did great here but the problem is if you put the title on somebody too early then there's no other place for them to go yeah Mm -hmm. and this is technically his first feud in nxt 2.0 so it doesn't make sense i thought they did a really good job Uh, like champa had to put him down with like three knees to the head and then like champa did his finisher on him like three times and then he did the a drop or whatever i can't remember what it was but do you mean like the fair i think it's the fairy tale ending is the finish if right. i get two of those like at at the very end for the win or something like that yes he had to do like multiple he did the he did the knee finisher that he normally that he used to do with johnny gargano and then he did the fairy tale ending like twice yeah. so i they, just, they made it what no, I was just going to say, like, literally everything you're pointing out, it's just yeah. him being, like, beat down the entire match. Exactly. Like, the, the in there, they they made yeah. it, they're like, look, he has to do all of this to put this young man down. Like, that's that's a good sign. That, that's You're like, oh, Braun, you know, it wasn't just one finisher, it was multiple finishers. That's how solid he is. So, that's that was a great way um, to put him over while also, you know, still having him lose. So, because like Maggie, he looked, Braun looked very like strong and dominant, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wrote in my notes that uh, Tommaso, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said he earned that shit. Yeah. There, yeah. You, go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, that's perfect. like the point, too. And I, and I think just to a point you were making, Mari, a second ago, like it is way too soon for Braun Breaker to like be the champion and carry the, carry the brand so to speak just because like this is his first match at this level like at this main event level and Mm -hmm. these matches are different like there are some matches even from what you saw maggie that are you know it's like legitimately like a two minute match short simple sweet nothing Mm -hmm. to write home about and then there are matches like this that are just longer and like maybe the clips on youtube are short but like it's just a Mm -hmm. longer story that they tell and Mm -hmm. so he has to get to that point but yeah to me it it wouldn't have made sense if he won the championship just because he has so much to learn mari and and so much Mm -hmm. to grow into exactly so kudos to him can't wait to see what happens next for bronze yes um, so we also, this was probably my highlight of the night. Um, what is it? What? I just want to say up front on top of this is that I, I've just, I'm just noticing a pattern. I just want to point it out. So on Netflix, there is a uh, movie called Escape the Undertaker. It features mm-hmm. the Undertaker, who is an Undertaker gimmick and the new day which is a uh, black wrestling tag team entering his mansion and being scared and other things and i still need to actually watch it um but i don't know what mari i just 
I see patterns. I, I think it's interesting <laughs> that they love to see black people scared in haunted um, <laughs> houses. I don't know. I'm well, not weird. Weird. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have. A so yeah, Maggie. So what did you think? Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, this is the only skit of the whole. All the clips yeah. you sent me. Same this is the way. only thing that was outside of, and it felt like an episode of like. Indiana Jones like he, they were like trying to go and like find the belt and like mm-hmm. use their brains and outsmart them and like they're yeah. that but they were getting scared all along the way by all the booby traps and then when they finally get the belt the the bad guy is there and they have to drop it and run away like it, it just felt like it, it, it was just like really really different than everything else mm-hmm. and I was like is this normal what's happening here like do they do this in wrestling? I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's also, it, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's just like for the developmental brand and um, they, they, they're they focusing more on character work. And this was just a funny break to the the seriousness that is that that ladder match and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the title that title match and stuff like that. Um, but you know, keep going. You're, you're just like shocked that this is. Yeah, I well. I mean, like, <laughs> what we're watching, we watch wrestling to see, like, the amazing, like, athletic ability of these people. And, like, some yeah, they, mm-hmm. they're performers. <laughs> oh, you sure. Some people do. Yeah. But, like, they're performers, but, like, it's their performing mixed with their athletic feats that, like, makes them so yes. dynamic from what I've yeah. seen. So when yeah. you take the athleticism out of it and you, like, have these two guys just, like, going around a house and, like, the the people that they're interacting with are, like, just, like, in, in makeup that, like, it looks like they did themselves. I, I was, like, <laughs> I, I was just a bit, like, what is... You couldn't sustain like, I, your disbelief. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Wow. Yes. So this is why this is this was one of my favorite um uh portions of the night because it was just so light and funny. And so what happened yeah. was last week Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis took uh Carmelo Hayes's belt. And so they told him if you want to come and get it, you have to come to to the house and you gotta Okay. It. See, I didn't have yeah. the context. I just mm-hmm. like yeah. saw them like going on like a like a weird haunted house. house, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I for I will say for one, I forgot that that's what happened last week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait, they stole the cha- oh yeah, okay, the championship was stolen. Yeah, just, but so, why go to the house? Ha- Never mind. So, I just would have waited at the arena. So Carmelo was like, I you know I gotta shoot my my shot. I don't miss. I need to get my belt back because he had only had it for like a week before it got stolen. So he went to the house. Him and Trick. It was just so funny because they were just getting scared left and right. Dexter Loomis and Johnny um, Gargano were just messing with them the whole time, and they ended they they ended did they leave with the belt? Yeah, okay. I was just wanting to make sure. Yeah, he, he ended up leaving with the belt. Though more than likely, we'll get like some more. Um, uh, we'll either get Johnny Gargano versus Carmelo Hayes for the belt, or we'll we'll probably get some tag team stuff um, between the two tag teams. But it was just so funny because I love this last line here, where uh, Johnny Gargano was like, "Man, your house is creepy." Next time we're doing Halloween at my house, and it was just so hilarious <laughs> to me. Again, you might you'd have to have the the backstory of all of it in order to find mm-hmm. this as funny, but it it just also very hilarious because Dexter Loomis's character is kind of based on like spooky season. Like his last name is Loomis. Like 
from the Halloween franchise. Mm -hmm. And his character is like a non-talking, like pops up from behind stuff type of character. So this is like Mm -hmm. his wheelhouse here. So very funny, funny stuff. It just needed to be light in the load. And and Maggie, we didn't even send you the clips of um, every year they have like a Halloween party. And there was like mm-hmm. a Halloween party with clips. It was so super funny. But I'm like, we don't, okay. have, we don't have to talk well, about this. Question about that that might lead into, yeah. I don't want to jump ahead too far, mm-hmm. but question about that Halloween party thing leading into the next match mm-hmm. is that like all of a the sudden they're, they're fighting each other in the ring. They're wrestling in the ring. And then they throw someone out of the ring and they land in a crowd of people in Halloween costumes. And I was like, yeah. I didn't realize that, they, that a crowd was allowed in the pit, given that like people are th- getting thrown in and out of the pit and jumping in and out all the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're literally going to break the banana's nose. But yeah. So, oh, see, so, who are these so the next match, I'm, I'm, yeah. The next match is MSK versus Imperium. When they spun the wheel, they got the Lumberjack O'Lantern match. So what that is, is a regular, it's a Lumberjack match. A Lumberjack match is when the rest of the talent come out around the ring and they basically are enforcers. They they keep... They keep everybody in the ring uh, like a normal lumberjack match. Uh, like if the baby face gets thrown out of the ring, the the heels, the bad guys will start beating up on them, the baby face before throwing them I back see. into the ring. Yeah. And that's why it's a lumberjack lantern match. This, and they, they all had their costumes on. Mari, yeah. this makes so much more sense to me because I think like, are these literal fans who don't know how to like, you know, like just a person is coming at them and they'll be like, ah, like, that's what I thought. But hearing that it's the other wrestlers who are just like dressed up, who are highly trained and know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, that makes it, that makes so much sense to me. But I thought it was like such a yeah. fun touch. As somebody who didn't know what was going on, I was just like, oh my goodness, like there's people there. It was, yeah. it was really, really fun. I, I really liked this match i i thought that this was an example of you know like when you were saying this is the the new like up-and-coming people who are like trying to get experience i felt like i watched a lot of choreography happen and i could Mm -hmm. like physically myself as a non-wrestling watcher like see okay now they're doing this choreography which would mean to me probably that they are um not as quick uh, as probably some of the way more experienced wrestlers. Like they're, you know, it's, it's their movements are a little bit more segmented. Like I watched um, the guy with braids, like sit in the corner nicely and just like mm-hmm. sit there for about five seconds before the bald guy roundhouse kicked him in the face. Like, right. <laughs> I, was, I was like, like, um, but that was really, um, I, I thought that though, even though I was like, oh, I can like really see the choreography. Like the choreography was so good. I thought yeah. that it was really, really fun. No, exactly. Am I- yeah. No, no, okay. it's good. Agreed. This is one of the better matches um, uh-huh. of the night. Imperium and MSK have been building on their beef for like weeks now. And yeah. I, I always talk about how much I, I like MSK and how quick and um, quick and quick all their choreography and right. stuff is mm-hmm. uh matt did, did you have any thoughts yeah. before we talk about no, this the was, msk stuff this was a great match and i felt like um the crowd really responded to it positively or like they should have yeah. i it did just, it was just at home. all over the place they mm-hmm. were all over the place and it but it's like this is how um wrestling fans are such a huge part of the show and i feel mm-hmm. like the wrestling fans were doing their part by actually reacting to what was happening in the ring, which was really impressive. Um, 
But Mari, I know that that kind of leads into to this whole news that's been confirmed about why MSK um, were being booed beforehand. So do you want to mm-hmm. do you want to confirm? Do you want to? Yeah. Yes. We were, we were talking about this observer. last week. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about this last week, but MSK was getting a lot of weird mixed reactions for a while in the um uh, on NXT, like they were getting booed when they're clearly baby faces, their move set is baby face, and they were um they were being portrayed as faces, but they were getting booed. And so we talked about it last week. It the rumor was that um Izzy's family uh was maybe poisoning the audience against uh MSK and we got confirmation. We, we broke the story before uh, Meltzer we did. Okay, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, you uh, guys with the Twitter. scoop. I know we did have the scoop. It was us. We're the scoop. That's what they call yes. us, the scoop. Scoop. Yes. Uh, so, but uh, Dave Meltzer confirmed on Wrestling Observer Newsletter that um, from what they understood, it was Izzy's parents were turning the audience against MSK. I think um, they were saying that they they like, maybe have found the people who are doing it are not inviting some of them back. Um, Plus there's a fresh influx of, they're now putting the NXT tickets on like Facebook or something. I think you said that Matt, or I don't, I don't know, but they're, they used to invite the same audience members back to NXT. Um, NXT, yeah, they used to uh, invite the same audience members back, so it was easier with so so few of them mm. for it to for you to be able to hear the boos and then for people to chime in with the boos. Um, so uh, now I think they're kind of like um, rotate the people who are coming in so that you yeah. know people aren't sabotaging the the, the show. So and then yep. because wow. this news, because this news broke, then the internet like all weekend last week people were showing love to, for MSK and so that was really 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 nice um, to see and they were responding they were so happy that people like um, were backing them up uh, because yeah. they, they did drop their titles here and I think now that they don't have the titles they can definitely um, like work their way back up and and we can see them what what they're going to be like with as not champions because basically they they won the dusty cup and then they won the championships immediately after coming into nxt so yeah, yeah we'll see how they how they do um without the belt we will matt see. what did you <laughs> what? no i'm just shaking my head because i'm like oh my god they have like 300 people in this building and mm-hmm. the way that they react could really affect how we at home feel and exactly. so i'm glad that they found a way to like figure that hey, situ- that situation that, out that connects with i mean big brother we all saw the booing that got started by a couple people when people left the house and there are still mm-hmm. to this day okay. some of those people who should not have gotten booed the way they did exactly you know or yeah. or big brother canada how they could hear the audience booing had affected uh, or cheering yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. even though Terrible. Uh, that did lead to one of the most iconic moments in BB Can history. It did, so but as a as a as a true spoilers. Big Brother Can to Netta fan, oh, that yeah. was yeah, heartbreaking I, for me. I can see uh-huh. how you you did not like that. Yeah, I get it. I completely understand. But yeah, so um, 
so happy for MSK. Hopefully they can at the very least start off with a clean slate so that they're not burdened by people hating them literally just because Nash Carter had said something to the effect of that he didn't think Izzy should be taking a choke slam at 12 He didn't think a child should be, yes, a child should not be wrestling, which like I'm not here to say that a child shouldn't be wrestling. That's not me. But um, yeah. (laughs) It's just like you gotta make sure that it's like not gonna kill them or injure them permanently but hey that's the thing that happens so i will also say mari how do you feel about um the about imperium marcel bartel and fabian eichner as the champions oh feelings thoughts reactions anything i i like i'm it's okay like i know they're really good (laughs) workers abs yeah oh my god they were on nxt And since I don't watch NXT UK, I, you know, I don't have a real connection to them, but I do, I do, um, I do know that they are very good workers. They are, you know, their characters, their character workers are just kind of like silent, mean dude. So it's fine. They're heels. You can sometimes do more with heel champions than face champions. So it's fine. I'm not like disgruntled about it. I would really love for some of these new I think it's a, a good move so that some of these new up and coming tag teams can start aiming for the belt, like the Creed brothers, uh, Briggs and Jensen, um, like uh, Hero. I don't know if Hero and um, Kushida yeah. are going to be. Yeah. But like, yeah, this is a, this is a good move. It, it's a logical move. So I'm fine with it. Let me just. Yeah, I, I think that it'll be interesting to see where it goes let's hope that we get some interesting character work from them though right that's yeah cool. that's the main problem has their character work so but again well maybe it, maybe we we missed it so i think it I'm might excited, be us though. because I mean, the ta- that type did, division is pretty yeah good. i was gonna say people seem like fairly excited about them winning right? yeah they were very yes, excited so. about imperium yeah yeah good for mm-hmm. them so it makes sense. good for those imperium yeah, good, fans good shout out to them so, and finally, before we wrap up NXT uh, 2.0, uh, I just want to really quickly, I don't even care about the match, to be quite honest, but we yeah. have to talk about Diamond Mine issuing an open challenge. Like, this is such a good idea. Uh, Malcolm Bivens, he's a, such he's the man. So, Diamond Ooh. Mine, Malcolm Bivens announces that Diamond Mine will be doing an open challenge, a pick your poison open challenge. So, this means I'm hoping, well, well, at least what I understood, every week they're going to do an open challenge. And basically, whoever comes out, it could be a tag team that'll come out and face the Creed Brothers, or a, a woman can come out and face Ivy Niles, or like a man can come out and, and face uh, Roderick, who is the current cruiserweight champion. This week yes. they issued the challenge. Odyssey Jones came out to face Rod- Roderick Strong. I mean, it was a, it was a uh, rematch from 205 Live. Um, that just happened. Mm. Um, so there's n- nothing to really write home about in in the mm, match no. itself. But I really do love this concept. Like again, I'm a sucker for open challenges. I love a good open challenge, and we saw a few this week. So I love that. But this idea of the pick your poison open challenge is so genius because we just never know who's going to come through that through the, the the ring through the curtain. So yes, kudos. Like this is if you want to get me invested in Diamond Mine, this is the perfect way to do this. And Malcolm, Malcolm is the man. He is the man. And you know what? I look. I want to see more of him and more of what they have to offer. I have to mm-hmm. say, um, Ivy Nile still makes me nervous. Like I, 
I'm yes. I, the rest of them. I'm like, okay, okay. Like I could, uh, you know, duck and dodge uh, the the Creed brothers, you know. But <laughs> Ivy Nile with that those I was gonna say whips and ch- with that chain over her <laughs> neck. I'm not trying to mess with Ivy Nile. That is I'm a telling that scares you. me very much. So, uh, what did you think about this, uh, Maggie? Um, I just thought that this was another example of like Odyssey Jones being literally two times larger than his <laughs> opponent yes. and like still getting roundhouse kicked in the face and passing out. Like that was fun. I thought, um, I thought, I thought that the match was fun. I liked this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the big thing, I mean, I, the size difference is definitely was huge here but uh, the thing with me with this is that i almost feel like odyssey jones is like still working his way to being like a a truly competent big big man quote-unquote yeah character Mm -hmm. because you like he's strong and he's big but like imagine when he really is able to like put in all the pieces and really like navigate the ring as a big character because I felt like he had the size, but it it wasn't like it didn't give me like giant like we've seen from some people just tossing them around and doing all these special strength and power moves, yeah. and so that's the one thing. But it was nice to see him at all on yeah. the show. That was really nice. Yeah, Odyssey Jones has been like billing himself as like four hundred five live, like because he's been he's been wrestling on two hundred five live a lot, which is literally Maggie. It's called two hundred five live because it's like you're supposed to weigh under two two hundred and five pounds in order to, <laughs> like that was the original, uh, you know. Him. Oh no, yeah, yeah. But it's you know it's just be kind of become a like a fourth brand of its own like a small mm-hmm. brand on its own that barely gets any nobody really watches it and so they they use that i think they use that to as additional developmental for some of the the new new stars um but he yeah he's been on it um pretty regularly and odyssey jones was a part of the breakout tournament he i think he got to the finals with carmelo carmelo hayes if i remember correctly um so yeah he's still coming into his own great match i just love this this open challenge i really hope oh i want to see ivy niles in the i want to see her wrestle like i want to see her wrestle we'll get so it I, we're gonna get it soon I, know. I, I hope we get i hope we get a women's match or even the creed brothers i actually really like the creed brothers and, and we talked about it last week i was so pissed they lost last week so I just I love that their their background is in amateur wrestling and they're they're named yeah. Brutus and Julius. So I, th- I like those names. I do like yeah. the names. I do feel like though the thing with the Creed brothers is that they like there was that Maggie, you actually referenced the moment where like they there was the big dive onto all the people in the costumes at mm-hmm. the the um or somewhere in the, the lumberjack match. And the mm-hmm. Creed brothers were out there and like there's you could see an experience in different things like they had their backs to the person who was falling off the top rope which is like a small inexperienced thing that makes me nervous Mm -hmm. yeah that's like a safe that's a safety thing um so i don't love that but that's kind of what happens you're yeah because you're always welcome and excused maggie thank you yeah (laughs) yeah because and that that's that's the little things they have to work on because they they are just amateur their background is amateur wrestling so they 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 have the wrestling part but you kind of need the the entertainment part Mm -hmm. and the the little details so good for them and that's it for the nxt um (laughs) um uh halloween havoc special 
um, highlights. You can find all of the highlights in our show notes uh, in your podcast feed or yeah. in our YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, let's talk What's about next? SmackDown. SmackDown! SmackDown! Which is, I thought mm-hmm. this yep. was fun. Yeah. This stuff was Favorite fun. Show. Yes. Um, exactly. This one I felt has the best entertainers. Like the yes. best people who know how to like talk, put on a show. They know their characters. Like I also thought the production value specifically in this one was perhaps maybe, well, there wasn't a ladder challenge. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I just meant like when like, I don't, I don't want to jump ahead, but like when like Shotzi came out and like, like that all, I was like, whoa, this is so yeah. Like really fun. Um, I had a good time with with this section of it all, and and there's clearly a lot of like lore, like that. It feels very much like when you watch. Okay, mm-hmm. so again, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another comparison. We're with like, you. Like when mm-hmm. your mom loves soap operas and she watches them every single day or whatever, or your grandma, and you sit down to watch one with her. And like you gather that there's so much history between two of these characters and you're like, what is like, why, why is there this, like what's happening here? Like, this is so charged, even though it's like nothing really happens between them in that episode, but you're like, this is so charged. And you're like, grandma, what happened? And she's Mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh. And there's literally like, she could go on for three hours about the history. Like that's how Mm -hmm. I felt with all of these matches. Like, so we had the same childhood. (laughs) (laughs) literally was it days of our lives because that was my general hospital general hospital but uh but you know what i mean like i was watching this and i was like there's so much weight to all of this and i really like you can tell like that's why i'm saying like i felt the performances were really strong in this grouping because i could feel that like all of the weight yeah, wow. and this is this is on Fox, so this is on like the only one that's on network television. Mm-hmm. So they got them. Okay. I, I was, I mean, and also like if that makes sense to me that they would want the performers on their network who can like really bring the, or they would want the wrestlers on their network that could really bring the performances. I don't know if that's um, bad to call the wrestlers performers instead of wrestlers. They're everything. Uh, and they don't, okay. call it, they don't even they they don't don't even call them. them. They call them superstars. Superstars. So okay, yeah. great. Call them whatever. Well, the superstars in on SmackDown, I thought, were really compelling. Yes. Look and so <laughs> we start off with Charlotte opening SmackDown with, I guess, an open challenge. It, she's... She, it was like a backhanded open challenge. She basically she was, was like, like, it was more like a say, like she hit the hit the escape button. She was like, "Oh, Sasha, you want to wrestle me? Oh, oh well, mm, okay. Uh, let's just have someone else come out here and wrestle." Yes, is what exactly. Yeah, Charlotte comes out mildly addresses the rumors, like, "Oh, y'all been talking about me all week," um, and then she said, "The one thing that I." didn't like her saying that I'm like I can't imagine that the boss is like this but somebody had to write written this promo totally but she says like when any other woman wins a champ a title in a championship it's like the best thing ever it's the best day of their lives it's 
everything. And she said, for me, it's just another, what'd she say? Like Tuesday or Thursday? Friday night. Okay, Friday, which makes sense. (laughs) Like, which, I mean, okay, girl. She is the most decorated female, whatever, whatever. She's, I don't, I think I've lost count, but I think she's like 14 title reign, something like that. 30, who Um, knows? Yeah. uh, um, But like, why would you why would you say that? It's like, a good that- line. It's a fine line. Like I, and not, I don't mean it's a fine line. Like it's mm-hmm. a fine line in that I didn't. It didn't stand out to me. Like it was just a typical Charlotte promo. Yeah, I I just felt like it felt I mean, not slightly great. disrespected. To, I mean, yeah, but have you like all- I don't care about this title. Like, how is that not coming off as like I do not care about this title? Look. I don't know. Let's ask Maggie. Maggie, what did you think of this promo? Um, As somebody who has no idea who these people are. Yeah. I thought that it was more focused on like Sasha seeming pathetic. Like that's what I got from it. Like I I thought that the offset of Charlotte being like, I'm amazing. And Sasha being like, please let me please fight you. I really need to fight you. And then when Charlotte and Shots Shotzi were Shotzi. fighting and Sasha's yeah. like on the on the side of the ring like looking distraught and like <laughs> concerned like I thought that the perhaps the point of Charlotte coming out and being super cocky was to offset how like sad Sasha was Sasha was really kind of sad here I mean this yeah I I, I did I'm glad you said that because that's kind of what I picked up on not only from mm-hmm. Sasha this week but actually last week so not even to recap it but just to talk about Sasha's role last week she came out was basically there to challenge Charlotte and then they had a little bit of a, a, a of a dust up as the kids say I don't yeah. know um, right. but you know that was kind of like an afterthought and I also kind of felt like the in the Charlotte Sasha dynamic she kind of ended up being a little bit of an afterthought, especially because it became about what happened after the match. Who, truly, wait, who Sasha who became Sasha. an afterthought? Sasha kind of did Sasha. for me in okay. this. Yeah, well, yeah. Because let me just explain. I oh. this was very confusing to me as somebody who watches wrestling every week, who analyzes the dynamics of the storylines. This didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I I don't know if I really liked it. Um. First off, they've been talking about how Sasha will probably be the number one babyface for SmackDown going forward. So in order to do that, you have to flip her alignment because the last time we saw her, she was she was acting very healy. She was acting very bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, so going up against Charlotte automatically gives you like fifty percent towards good guy because Charlotte is you know a natural heel and and you know natural to root against. So that's what we got. That's what I was getting when we first, when she first came out. Then Shotzi comes out to accept the open challenge. And I had two minds of this. Shotzi was actually a really good baby face. People love her in NXT. People really got behind her. However, she's been on the main roster for what's it been now, Matt? Like at least a month, I want to say. I think Three she months. Was there. She got there in July. Did she really? Jesus. Yeah, with Tegan Knox. They randomly yeah. showed up after I think after Money in the Bank, probably the week. Okay, after. yes, it was something like that. I knew she had been on there for. I, she had been up on the main roster for a while, but they they took her off a of TV. They took her and Tegan off a of TV. I guess they had nothing for them. So 
when you have a hot somebody who's a hot commodity, people like her. The random pairing with Tegan because she wasn't pairing with her before. Um, but you take them off of TV for a while. People like me, I just forgot that she had not been on TV for three months. Like they, they, yeah. she's had little backstage set segments here and there, but nothing significant. So when she comes out initially, the crowd reaction is like, oh, it's Shotzi. When uh-huh. before it used to be like the, the, the roof would go up, at least especially in NXT. Again, that is a smaller I, audience. Mm-hmm. Mari, just as somebody who doesn't know anything, yeah. you're right. When she came out, it wasn't like crazy fanfare. But right. when she was like wrestling in the ring, I, mm-hmm. I said the crowd loves Shotzi. I need exactly. the backstory. Like exactly. clearly the crowd loves her. Well, right. I, the way that so, I read that, the way that I read it is just that like the reaction was weird at first because yes she's a she's like she's a face like people love her and but yet she's kind of in this was in this heel spot where it's like no Sasha wants the match but now Shotzi's getting it so there was like a little bit teensy weensy bit of a mixed reaction I think it was a confusion reaction just like I am so so let me continue so then like Maggie points out during the match she starts getting the Shotzi chance which again Facing Charlotte is not that hard, but also, (laughs) again, when you put people out there and you have them wrestle and you have them do what people love for them to do, then it reminds you, it's like, oh yeah, Shotzi is amazing. Like, we love watching her wrestle and her green hair. And she was taking crazy bumps from Charlotte. That was, that was a pretty good match. Um, Their chemistry wasn't there in the beginning of the match. It seemed a little stilted, but they kind of picked it up by the end. So finally, you finally have the crowd behind Shotzi. Um, Sasha uh, creates the interference that um, that uh, enables Charlotte to get the win. And then you have Shotzi beat up Sasha after the match. What what happened with that? Why? I was confused. She was angry. She Why? Was like a little hurt. It's but it's weird. It's weird. And that's what and that's what my husband said. That's what James said. He was like, she's mad because Sasha cost her the match. So she's attacking mm-hmm. Sasha. What? Mm-hmm. Why no. did Sasha well, cost her the match? She exactly. She didn't cost her the match, which is like the okay, this the the finish of this match was a little bit sloppy where mm-hmm. Sasha gets up on the apron. Is yes. standing there jaw jacking with Charlotte. With Charlotte, yeah. And then Charlotte, for whatever reason, steps out of the way, maybe like five seconds before she should have, because then Shotzi yeah. stands up. Charlotte's already not even in front of Sasha. Shotzi yeah. like run, runs at Sasha and then stops immediately, like, oh, you're not Charlotte. That was just not well timed. Yeah, in my opinion, and from what I could see, I think it was a little off. But Sasha did not cost her the match. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that there's brain. you could you could see a world where it's like I'm a sore loser for losing this one. Um, but wow, you mad, huh? Like what? We didn't expect that. She was and angry. that's what and and it didn't make sense. So so they do this beat down on Sasha, which again I'm assuming is to turn you know to help Sasha turn face because. Sasha is really good at getting beat down. Like that is mm-hmm. literally her bread and butter of of just flailing around and letting people hurt her. But Shotzi doing it makes no sense because everybody wants to root for Shotzi. So now are you uh, telling me that Shotzi is heel? Yes. Because, yes, Mari. I mean, yes. yeah. 100%. Yes, I was like, oh, she's bad. 
I hate a it. Thousand percent. I don't like that. I love it. I, I love don't it. Like that. I, I like, don't it. like it. I like it. Not for long though, because I feel like if you have someone like for anyone to be a truly um effective heel, they need to I think first come from like a place of likability. Like you need to establish a rapport where people are then really disappointed that you're a heel. Like what? I love I love Shotzi and now she's going like being evil and I, on us and and I, but I just that. I think that they have I think that this is I think it came too early if that's the case because again how do you go from lukewarm she had lukewarm reaction to no reaction for, from Shotzi when she came out she finally gets a reaction in the ring I think they could have held off on that turn for at least one more week have her come out they be mad have. be like hey I I you know I deserve a rematch because Sasha got in the way or have her in a match versus Sasha and then have her turn heel. So like you said, so we're more invested in her face character before she turns heel because I was well, not invested. Real. I was, I was like, this is dumb. I was, I, I really feel like WWE turn. Sometimes they turn their natural baby faces too soon, especially if they don't have um, a plan for them. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but uh, at least Shotzi is in the conversation with the yeah. the top of the women's card. To give like the flip side, the positive of it, like that's exactly it. Like she wasn't being talked about. I don't think there was truly a WWE could have just built her up to your point, Mari, as like a very effective face character. Mm -hmm. But that takes some time and some effort and energy, and they weren't willing to put that in. So knowing them, I would say that this is a really good move for her character just to be more relevant. But I do, to your point, kind of wish that they would have invested in let's build her up and get people on the main roster to love her. Mm -hmm. um, they did get kind of lucky, though, that people care at all, I will say, because she hasn't done anything on the main roster that's really been interesting at all or like developed the you know she hasn't done anything to develop the love with the fans and you know so this was interesting but i right. like i like the beat down i like to see sasha get thrown into the tank and you know i hope yeah. sasha's uh i hope that like they figure out what's happening like is shotzi gonna team with charlotte i don't know i don't think so i think we'll just, gonna, sasha, we're just gonna get shotzi versus sasha next week uh, and then we're and then, and then it goes back to it being Charlotte Sasha versus Sasha. Charlotte. Yep, mm -hmm. that is kind of an annoying aside. If that's all we get, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we could speculate. We'll see what they do with this. Hopefully, let's just hope that they commit to Shotzi's new heel character. That's like all I will say for now, because they're they're doing it like go full force WWE. I guess I did. I again, I just don't. We need to move on, but. Yeah. You Shayna Baszler is right there. Like that's if you need a, a heel one, you have Charlotte, and then you have heel two and Shayna, who they have been building up. So like, yeah. So th that just means to me that means that slot Shotzi as heel three, which is the heel that gets beat. You know what I'm we'll, saying? Look, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens because we could mm -hmm. speculate about what will happen, but. I think that this is a situation where it's like, will they um, do something big with this? Will Shotzi get like a lot of promo time or like, we'll see. But this, this kind of to me we'll is see. making me think like she's sliding into Carmela's spot. If you know what I'm oh, saying. Oh no. You, you, yeah, exactly. You don't want that. Um, so uh, next up we have Drew McIntyre. He issued a open challenge, like a legit open challenge. 
cool, whatever. It's true. Uh, uh, one thing you'll notice, Maggie, issuing open challenges is a very face thing to do. Like the good guys are like, I can take on anybody. <laughs> so like, yeah, because they, they want to yeah. like make an enemy and be like, I'm calling you out. Um, yeah. This this match. The yes. only thing I have to say about it is that like they are just throwing around their body weight. Oh yes. my goodness. Like l- l- what? The- yeah. Yes. Mustafa was getting thrown around. He was getting thrown yeah. around so much in this match and I loved it. So I'm glad Me you lo- you appreciate that too. I yeah, was like, this- "Whoa. This is so intense. It is great." And this is uh this was just one of those matches. It was set up for what the the big thing here is Mustafa's uh promos before and after the match. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and you know, the them obviously harping on the size difference was you know, the whole point of the yeah. whole like him getting thrown around and him being, you know, defeated. But like mm-hmm. I loved how uh Mustafa came out and basically was like, you know, you're booing me because of me. Um and I love how he told Drew he had like more talent in his pinky finger than Drew had in his whole body, which is kind of funny because like it, if you're we're talking about like he said like agility and all of that, like it's kind of true. You know what I'm saying? Mustafa um, <laughs> Ali is like he's well, he's a smaller guy who he's like he's a cruiserweight. So the cruiserweights normally are the ones who are like really doing all the high flying things. They're jumping around. It's the reason why he can toss from Drew's height and be okay like that you know it's the difference between a cruiserweight um, a high flyer and somebody who's like a power base like yeah it's kind of like if you look at cheerleading like Drew's a power base you know (laughs) he's he's the base that just flings people off of him yeah yeah but I love that after the like after the match most of us like admit it admit it you hate me because and I was like say it Say it. He's like, Say it. my name is Mustafa Ali, and he threw the the mic down. And this, so, all right, L- so, lazy. Well, Mustafa Ali has had this type of character for a while now. He's uh, he no, he has hit when he first came in. It was like I want to show people that you can look like me, and you can basically be a bad, uh, not a bad guy. You can be a good guy. You don't, you right. shouldn't make assumptions. It was such a great um base character but of course it got him nowhere with wwe and we've been talking about this for months now so as the years have gone on he just recently he he at one point he he was the head of a group that was trying to like basically destroy wwe from the inside because again he was saying like you guys never gave me a chance this this, and that he just wrapped up his storyline with Mansoor who um, is also a Muslim wrestler just like him, but who is a face Muslim wrestler. And Mustafa kept telling um, Mansoor, you can't do this. Like, they're just going to disrespect you like they disrespected me. And he tried to to basically bring Mansoor to the bad side. Uh, They've wrapped up that storyline. So now this is just a continuation. This is like the full incarnation of this heel character where he's just like... I like I am not the bad guy. You are the bad guy. He's basically calling the whole crowd racist, and I'm I'm here for it. I don't care. I, I, like I, it. I, I, I think I, like I, I yeah, care. but I think like here's the thing that bothers me about it because you're like 
I think that what he's saying is uh, there's uh, there's truth to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are people who don't like him because of that identity, but at the same time, it's like it's like not it's so it's so real. I yeah. wish there was just more legitimacy behind what he was doing. Yeah. If they were like, you know what? Maybe there's there's something there. <laughs> this was just awkward because it was like. Him, he made that comment, and then the commentators are like, uh, oh, "What? What did he just say? What? Oh, how? <laughs> right. da- oh, gasp! Oh, gasp! Yeah. They were just like so thrown off. Like there wasn't like a. So I do feel like it is a little lazy in the sense of like, well, okay, it would be nice to like get across the points that might be kind of valid, but instead, just like here's a heel character who thinks that we don't like him because of his race and ethnicity yeah and well so but that's the thing i think like i like i said you have to take in consideration his whole entire career over the past what's it been oh no i think i think you did a you did a great job mari i had this thought as you were saying this you Mm -hmm. did a great job legitimizing the storyline and the character Mm -hmm. and the approach i think without that context though it kind of falls flat i agree flat you know i agree wwe doesn't rely on context all that often no they don't maggie you did talk about like the 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 deeper stories we're getting the general Mm -hmm. hospital the days of our lives Mm -hmm. in here but i just kind of feel like they uh they they're also really good at the like oh this is your first time tuning in we're gonna make sure you understand what's going on and so mm-hmm. um i feel you on that Mari. so before i before i, I get maggie's thoughts i just want to say like i think that this could be it can it, it can go one of two ways it could go left yes. just like it's it's just like the muhammad character that they had like it, it's muhammad it's, it's, hassan it, muhammad hassan yes it could go in that direction of that character where he started off you know the same kind of way or you know if they put full control in to ali's hands it can be better because ali is just really good at what he does um but i the reason why i kind of like it is i don't take it 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 is aimed at the crowd but i feel like the promo is more for the back you know what i'm saying like i i I, you know it's played to the crowd but i feel like it's pointed at the back um Maggie, what did you think about this? Yeah. Um, So I wasn't, I got the fact that he was referring to his, you know, his ethnicity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I got the fact that that's what he was referencing, but I figured I would just need to come on and hear you guys contextualize it for me, which you've done an amazing job. Um, I just felt like they were just throwing, like I said, they were throwing their bodies around in that match. And I was like, these are talented acrobats. Like they're acrobats, you know, they're so talented. Yeah. And yeah. and there it's WWE trying to capitalize on the the state of the society today. They're like we've saw we saw it with Joe Gacy. We talked about it with Joe Gacy last last week. Um yeah. but it it's easy heel heat basically because make pe- how do you make people matter but low key accuse them of being racist at this point. So uh that that's yeah. what they're capitalizing off. No, of. and that's that's exactly where I'm like, okay, been there done that. Like let's yeah, let's do some things that are more very cheap. Like you said, yeah, lazy cheap. booking, Matt. Lazy yeah, booking. Exactly. Cheap heat. 
but it has nothing to do with the, it like that doesn't that's no reflection on the performers um i feel like i always call them performers maggie um, but that's like no reflection on the performers themselves because they're just kind of going with the storyline or even influence mm-hmm. the storyline um you know again drew and mustafa ali are just amazing and the match really showed it um, so I, I love that. And I, I, I did think that this for what it was, was like one of the oddly, like one of the stronger matches just from a storytelling perspective on the show. And I just wanted to state that because I don't think it's like meant to be a strong match compared with everything else, but I did feel like this was one of the stronger ones from that perspective. Right. Yes. Next up we had King Xavier Woods and um we had this backstage segment between yes. um him uh later Sir Kofi and uh Hit Row which was really just really funny. Um I loved uh I loved just seeing them just be hilarious together. Hit Row uh sung a song for them. I I loved how I need Xavier to continue this, but like basically throwing in like big words. Um, but him and Kofi, like Kofi said, can you hit, can you um, uh, spit some hot fire for your king? It was just so funny. It's like, it's, it's not an accent, but it's just like a weird way of speaking <laughs> that they're doing. I mean, and this royal. is a good rub. This is a good rub for Hit Row. This is this was yes. definitely a rub. This is um, letting people know, oh, they're good with New Day. They're good guys. Like, Come be goofy with New Day. Come get people um, um, in, inspired with Hit Row. Before we talk about uh, the nighting, uh, Maggie, what did you think about this backstage segment here? It was fun. It was cute. It was, you know, uh, yeah, I I thought that uh, it had like the energy of the like a bit of the Halloween a haunted house thing where it was just like everybody's having a good time, you know, with each other, mm-hmm. um, which like mm-hmm. is is fun. And you know, I I just um, yeah, I thought I thought it was cute. I I thought I was more confused by the nighting thing, and oh, then okay. and then when the match started and I realized that they were like tag teaming together, I was like, oh, yeah. he was knighted because they're like on the same team. Like oh, that, yeah, I, but that's just like generalized confusion on my part. Um, yeah, but yeah, sorry that that is the new day. They are a team. Um, a Biggie, the the world champion, was also mm-hmm. a part of their faction, and they're I they're see. like one of the the most decorated tag teams in all of the WWE. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, Biggie is off being world champion on Raw, while Xavier Woods. The reason why Xavier Woods and Zelina are wearing the the crowns is because they yes. won tournaments. Yeah, they won. I so see. He, okay. So he he won the King of the Ring tournament. I think they said it in the clip. And so now he's the king, and he wanted to knight Kofi, who was yes. his tag team partner. They, mm-hmm. They've been partnering a part of the New Day for uh, seven years now, and he knighted him. But not only did he knight him, so Maggie, you, you watch Game of Thrones, right? I thought you yeah, watched Game of all of it, all of so it. So yeah. he he made Kofi the hand of the king, and he gave him the um the unicorn pin, um in the style of the hand of the king. So that's what was, was happening here, mm-hmm. and it was so fucking hilarious. You, nobody um, really wants to be hand of the king. That's not right. a good place to be in Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, it sounds you qu- quite often can lose your head, but yeah. Uh, it was so hilarious. Again, they're like, I'm glad that they're, I'm glad he's not talking with like a weird affectation, but the way he is, the way that he structures his sentences are 
quite quite hilarious you can definitely tell he's using like bigger words and stuff and then of course all of a sudden the usos come out to be party poopers as they are are, you know want to be sometimes um they are the current tag team champions the usos um well so i thought that it was really like they're like terrifying rock metal gods that's what i wrote about them like in their like styling and stuff i thought um, really? like they they had the log the one guy when he was like in the actual wrestling match was wearing like leather shorts and like had like long red hair and i was like <laughs> like for whatever reason i was like this looks like like a, a heavy metal like head banging like mm. front front like singer but mm-hmm. maybe that was just because I was, you know, I have never seen these people before in my life. And that's what yeah. totally off base. Yeah. What do you have against leather shorts? <laughs> Literally nothing. I actually, <laughs> the next one, I have much more, many more opinions about their wardrobe choices, but we'll get there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 What did but you was, think about this uh, nighting, Matt? I... I really appreciated the the nighting. I like that Kofi is Sir Kofi now. Like yeah, that's, Sir that's Kofi. fun. Uh, joining the tradition of uh, people like Sir Elton John, Sir John Hartney, yeah. others. Sir Kofi fits right in there. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really nice. But it, I, I wonder how it will play out, what they'll do. They're going to have so much fun with these segments and promos. And yes. it does always seem like the, uh, that the New Day has a lot of uh, flexibility or mm-hmm. leeway when it comes to what they're saying or what they're doing. They're very trusted oh, yeah. to do that. So it's going to be fun. It'll be fun. Um, let's see how long it lasts for. Cause I am curious, like how long that this like King Woods could be King Woods for the rest of time in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Kofi is interesting though. Cause he was world champion. Like he was the main new day member for a while. And then now he's kind of in the backseat role, which I think is a good one for him to support mm-hmm. hope, uh, support, Xavier Woods more. Mm-hmm. Let's see where it goes. It's wrestling. You never know. Well, I mean, they did just pin the tag team champion. So one would think at some point we're going to get them versus the Usos for the titles. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think so. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. think that that's like, I think it's it's going to be interesting to kind of see how it, uh how this magic unfolds i mean a new day usos match is never something that you could truly compare or com- compare about complain about and i'm telling we, you yeah we saw all of, like the classic uh new day usos magic i don't even know what's going on in half these pictures but like that's the thing um it never gets old to see them in the ring um but at the same they time i was so like wow together. the thing that's amazing about them is that you kind of just have to look at it and say like okay they're gonna put on an amazing match mm-hmm. no matter what um mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we what we got here on smackdown um yeah they headlined yeah it did feel weird though because at the same time like we've been getting the new day uh, alongside big e for a while um in these you know more we we saw that more on raw bef- and more before the draft but we saw them mm-hmm. in that spot whereas mm-hmm. we've also gotten a lot of um the usos with roman and so i thought it was interesting yeah we didn't have roman around or paul Heyman or some of the others in in this scenario but great match just like strange because i feel like i'm so used to both of these teams being plugged into 
the oh, their storylines picture exactly exactly and that's the great point like uh, hopefully this is leaning towards actual storylines for the tag teams themselves as opposed to them being peripheral characters to the the <sighs> what main a good belts. word right. yeah that's a great yeah. word peripheral i'd be thinking yeah <laughs> so um next up uh, maggie has to talk about these wardrobe choices we got rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura versus oh, Happy Corbin <laughs> and Madcap Moss. We just we just killed everybody's headphones right there. Um, in a trick or treat fight, which is a street fight with pumpkins and stuff. Maggie, what was your uh, initial thoughts on on all? Well, that? my first note about this is that they're just beating the shit out of one another with sticks. Yeah, um, that was my yeah. first note. Candy, um, candy but, corn painted sticks, mind you. Yeah. Oh gosh. How could I, how could I forget that crucial how detail? Um, yes. But I okay. So they're dressed up for Halloween, or no? These are no. just their costumes. Not at all. Okay, not. Why yeah. is one of the guys in a button-up shirt with red suspenders and like pants? Yeah. Like, like, why does he look like he's performing at a musical theater showcase? It's practical. Yeah. It's practical. Well, I don't know. Mad well, then the Moss? other guys are in like a singlet or a, 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 a is that what it's called? A, a yeah, singlet? yeah. No, no wait, 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 Oh my god, that's practical. That's great. Not. Also, <laughs> yeah, Sorry, but Maggie, Maggie, he's wearing a uh, denim. <laughs> A denim, denim painted singlet. I love that. I, I think love that. Yeah, it's, it's supposed denim to look like overall. Yeah. It's denim painted, but it's not actually denim, so he can move in it. Unlike yeah. the suspenders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I feel like that was very not the right choice. If he's so a, a little background. So Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin, they're like dicks. Like they're just dicks. Mm-hmm. And they're like they're dicks because Corbin wants some money. So that's why they Corbin has on the faux Versace mm-hmm. shirt. They have their hats. Mm-hmm. They think they're all like big, you know. That's why they're big. dressed up like they're going to the club versus exactly. yeah. being in a wrestling, a wrestling ring. ring. Exactly. All right. And, all right. and so and then Rick Boogs, whenever he's normally in his re- his like regular street clothes, he like looks like a, a guy from like the eighties, like an eighties workout tape. Like he always has um like uh overalls with one strap off, like bright colors, the the Tom Selleck mustache. Like he 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 looked like he walked straight out of the the eighties or whatever. Mm. And so um so I don't I can't remember, I don't think he wore this the last time he wrestled but I love yeah. that he has the singlet that's supposed to kind of look like overalls like it's such an 80s feel still and then uh Nakamura Shinsuke Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion he's a Japanese superstar and he he just comes in whatever he wants to look like it's always something badass sure. looking with like red leather or something but that was cool okay like yeah. those were traditional wrestling outfits that's why i was like yeah. what is happening with this man who looks like he's going to be in a production of uh newsies with his sister yeah. his well, life you know <laughs> yeah him and tommy Bracco would have a great yeah. time doing yeah that. exactly so and and th- this is the tag team we mentioned at the top because uh Shinsuke Nakamura has a really cool theme song. Rick Boogs always plays him to the the ring with his uh guitar. And so they're really <laughs> just fun. And then I don't know if you saw 
I think it was in the clip, but at one point Shinsuke Nakamura had, I think it was Corbin in the corner. It was either, it was Corbin in the corner. He waited till Rick Boogs grabbed his guitar to play the guitar. And then he was like shaking his foot on the guy's face. Uh I can't remember if it was in the clip. It's such, it was so funny, but this is your, again, your very on-brand trick-or-treat street fight. And mm-hmm. every year, I don't know if you noticed the crowd was yelling, pumpkin, pumpkin. Oh, you, no. You, you oh, yeah. I didn't notice like, that. Like some flavor of love? Because every year, Stop, you have Matt. to get the spot. <laughs> I know. You have to get the spot where you somebody puts a pumpkin on somebody's head. Like that is like Fine. the spot mm-hmm. that everybody yes. looks for. It, like mm-hmm. we all know it's coming. Even once you see it coming, it's it never disappoints because you just have to do it. And Shinsuke Nakamura got the pumpkin on his head, yeah, and, and runs into a a lariat by uh, Baron Corbin. It, it's but, the end, but then at the end, there were two other guys who came in who were spooky pumpkins, who right. like you know yeah. helped the or like they like clearly were like someone important like you know the spooky woman with the shovel in the earlier match mm-hmm. i was like okay yeah. so clear, yeah so matt you have them up like they're they were also wearing scary pumpkin masks and clearly there was something going yeah. on there and this is where yeah. my you know general hospital days of our lives feeling comes in where i'm like clearly mm-hmm. there's something happening here i'm not privy to it but like okay yeah, so uh, Madcap yeah. Cor- Corbin gets the pin on Rick Boogs because um, two mysterious people helped them. Come to find out, it is Angel Garza and Humberto. They're the cousins, right, Matt? They're the cousins. They're the actual cousins. Because I know it was a storyline, but I'm pretty I'm sure... I'm not on their 23 and me, Mari. Oh, my God. Anyways, but they're they're another tag team, uh, Maggie. They're I'll like... Uh, for it. I forget what they... they they haven't given them a name yet. No, no. Yeah, but um, they're another tag team, and they're just getting involved, and it was pretty funny. That's all. Yeah, yeah fun. Get some heel heat there. Yeah, I. They were just being creepers before they took the masks off. Like really, really uh, slowly walking up the steps and on the apron, and so um, I was surprised that it was them. Actually, I wasn't expecting it, but me neither. You know what? We There's love no context time. for this, Maggie. But it's, it's like just we're, happened. we're getting the it's tag, we're getting for, the tag team action. Yeah, yeah. And we're, but we're it's building. It's I think kind of building the tag team division. Let's yeah. see how long that lasts. But exactly, it is good that they're trying to do something there. Exactly. Too many pumpkins. A lot of pumpkins. The but the the Too people many. wanted the pumpkins, y'all. The people were were wanted the pumpkins. Pumpkin. 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 Yep. pumpkin. <laughs> So was, finally, let's talk about Naomi versus Shayna with sure. Sonia as a special guest referee. So, okay, a few things. First of all, yeah, a few things. Few things. Such a great. Again, I, I'm still loving the storyline. I still love okay. that um, Naomi and um, like Sonia Deville, who is a uh, WWE official, is using all of her official. Uh, power in her capacity to mess with Naomi because I, I, I love that because it's getting Naomi over. People love Naomi. Is she, um, yeah. is, sorry, is Sonia a, a wrestler or she is she, only a ref? She is a wrestler. So she's a wrestler. Okay. But yes. she has been in the, for the past year, she's been working as a WWE official. So she's kind of like a um, 
Like she's been at contract signing. She's been making matches. She's been a WWE official. She hasn't wrestled in um, ooh, at least on, almost a year, maybe a well, year and a half, two, a year and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like since SummerSlam last year. Oh, okay. Okay. She, yeah, but yeah. she kind of wrestled last week. Kind of. Yes. Oh yeah. Technically. Yeah. Technically. Even though she hasn't like really wrestled, wrestled as part of this yeah. storyline, but yeah, yeah, she does it all. She does, and then me. yeah, she ke- and she's been seeking Sh- Shayna Baszler on Naomi. Um, mm. So I, I love the movement of this storyline. How you know? However, poor Naomi missed her um, her springboard. I've never seen. This is probably like the first time I think I've seen Ma- Naomi miss I, her springboard. I think Mari that here's my theory with that one with that Mm -hmm. slipping thing i think i don't was she supposed to hit it or was sonia my theory is sonia was supposed to knock her off the rope i thought standing right there i thought so too and then it was so smooth but i'm that's my theory that's what i'm sticking with that was my theory as well at first i was like oh dang naomi missed her her springboard but then i was also like naomi never misses her springboard and then i i looked back at it i was like Sonia was very close to that rope. I, I I do think it was supposed to be like Sonia was supposed to like hit the top rope, make Na- make it look like Naomi fall in order for Shayna to get the the um upper hand. But I guess we'll no, never know. No, no, no. I it's, think that this is a good theory. And I will also yeah. add that I think the camera angle sort of made it seem like that was what was going to happen because it really just right. made it look like like Sonia was supposed to be like, boom, I'm going to hit the rope and make you fall. Exactly. Which did not happen, but maybe it's just us being so creative and being wrestling fans that we think maybe that should have happened. They just didn't plan for it. Exactly, exactly. I, 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 I agree. I think it would have made a lot of sense if that happened. So, either way, um, Shayna Baszler still got the win. Shayna Baszler still choked her out. It still moved the the storyline forward. Afterwards, we got Naomi. Um, <laughs> And not only that, but Sonya did the, the quickest three count. First of all, she did the quickest three count. Mm-hmm. She didn't count for Naomi at all. Um, so no matter what, it, we still came out of it like, oh, Naomi was screwed. Afterwards, Naomi was walking back and she said, Sonya Deville, whenever you decide to hang up your you know, officials coat, I'll be waiting for you like to wrestle or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. What did you think about this, uh, Maggie, real quick? I thought I thought it was fun. And and the story was really clear. Like the story was clear that Sonia was evil, headed out for Naomi. And then the like after show interview with her, like the girl who won, um, yeah, Shana, Shana Baszler. when yeah. they were like, they were like, what do you have to say about the fact that you only won because Sonia has it out for Naomi? And she was like, no, I could beat anybody and do anything. I thought I thought like yeah. it was like a very fun, traditional, like wrestling sort like this is the story sort of exciting storyline i would expect and it yes. but it was really executed very well yes and i think that that's a great call maggie because like it also is now shana is like pissed because people think she mm-hmm. can't really go out and and you know hurt somebody when she can mm-hmm. um shana is actually shana has an mma background actually mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that's why she does that that choke out. So I yeah. I like this. This was so fun. It just gets more people on Naomi's side. And I thought to myself, um, 
like in the middle of the match, I was like, hold up. They have to set up for Survivor Series. Survivor Series right. normally has a traditional five on five match where like five women from SmackDown go up against five women from Raw. And I was like, oh my God, is Sonya gonna try and keep Naomi off of the SmackDown women's like Survivor Series team? That could be another thing that they could use to further this storyline because I'm pretty sure they have they, uh, they got to start building towards that soon it's in three weeks so mm-hmm. um, either way this is so so great uh, but uh, I, I'm excited I, I love this for Naomi she said she wanted um, a storyline a really good storyline before she eventually retires and that's what I, I I think that's what this for is. sure. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. She, she needs to like. I'd like that she's getting this time, and I hope that it will. Maybe there's like a path that they see for her to propel her into the championship picture after this, because she's been there. It's just been a long time, so mm-hmm. we'll see. But see, the funny thing about this is like I don't even care about Naomi being in the title picture at this point anymore, because like she said, she's been a a a, a, a women's champion. But they never booked her as a, the woman's champion. Like when she was holding the title, they never gave her any solid feuds. Like they really didn't. They just had her going out there and wrestling people, and it, it just like wasn't two fun. Yeah. yeah, for for yeah, exactly for the two months that she Early had the belt. So like her just getting this time and this space and this storyline enough for people to then get behind her and want her to win. Like this is what I'm I'm really really invested in, and I'm I'm just really happy that this is what we're getting, and this is what she also wants. To the point where give I don't even care about a championship to be quiet. Give her the championship too. Give Naomi everything. Sure. Give her her flowers. Give her, give her her glow. Give her her glow sticks. Give her her plush pins or plushies. I don't know what those things are called, but like the little t- or the pop, the the little pop figures. Those two do that. Mm-hmm. She I, oh she everything. she does. I, she has a Funko Pop. I have one. Funko Pop. That's what the kids call it. Thank you, Mari. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. All right. So um that's it for the highlights of the week. Again, all of the highlights of the week, all the clips that we talked about can be found in a very easy to watch playlist that can be found in your the YouTube description yes. or your podcast description in the show notes. Um such a fun week in wrestling. Maggie, what are your takeaways from overall from what you what you've seen? Um, I think that these people are such amazing athletes and like they're, I mean, they're doing choreography, right. And they have to be able to keep themselves safe. And I think that like, if you watch wrestling and want to like wrestling is sort of like a scripted TV show a bit, right. Because there's like storylines and all of these things, but on top of it, like they're not just like, acting they're also performing these incredible feats of agility and Mm -hmm. strength and all of this so i i really enjoyed it much more than i thought i would for sure Mm -hmm. because i'm not like i said at the top i'm not super into violence but like this actually it felt safe to me if that makes sense yes exactly Mm -hmm. it's like stunting it's like choreography it's all the things you said Mm -hmm. it's just so fun and i'm so glad you liked it Thank uh, you for inviting me. No problem. <laughs> who are like your favorites? Like who, yes. if we continue to send you clips, you'd be like, I want to know h- how this. Well, I want to know what's happening. truly. I want to know what's going on with like Naomi and the ref woman. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, I also too. liked the guy. I, I want to call him Tommy. That's not his name with the blue streak <laughs> down his, like he was, yeah. Tommy. So, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but like, I thought that he was probably my favorite, like male wrestler. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah. That, those are probably the two that I was like the most invested in. Wow. We're so happy we could get you to dip your toe into the yeah. wild, weird, wonderful world that is just wrestling. Toe. Just a toe. Just, just a little bit. Just, just a, a little toe. toe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maggie, where can the people find you? Plug your shows. Plug Yes. Okay. So on Tuesday mornings, you can find me on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City wrap up with Jacob mm-hmm. Jones. He and I are taking you through the whole season and it's been a really fun, exciting, awesome season so far. We've been having a great time. Um, so check us out in the Rahapa feed where people yeah. can find you. Same feed. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also on Instagram and TikTok at MLMorgan underscore and on in, on Twitter at underscore MLMorgan. So you can find me at all of those places. Um, hit me up. Say hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm yeah, at. We'll have those linked in our description as well where they yes. can find you. Yes. Um, Matt, where can the people find you? Oh, you're on the Wrestling or Hop Up or mm-hmm. at uh, Bryson Wen Presents if you go back a couple of days. Um, they, I think or, they them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, you could, st- you could find me wherever I will show up. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but right now, mostly you can find me at Matt Scotchy W on the social media. Hit me up on Twitter, tweet us, and yeah, let us know what you think. It's always great to hear from people. I could not say that enough. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Mari, where could the people find you? Of course, you can find me here every week on the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast, but also you can find me on post-show recaps doing an what? insecure recap show. <laughs> with, uh, yes, yes, the great Latanya Starks and uh, Chappelle. Uh, every week we dive into an, uh, the latest episode of season five uh, of Insecure because it is sadly the fifth and final season and I'm so excited I get to um, cover it yeah. with those two amazing people on the amazing uh, network uh, that is Post Show Recaps so yes. just uh, you can head over to Post Show Recaps uh, feed and you can find us in there just like Maggie said, you can find us on the RHAP recaps feed or on the Wrestling Rehap Up feed. Um, before we go, I just want to say, like, um, if you haven't listened this week already, go check out the Bachelorette Rehap Up podcast. Yeah. Um, every week, Amy and Haley cover <laughs> what has been the busiest year of Bachelor, <laughs> uh, so far on the Bachelorette Rehap Up. This week, I think they had Rourke on. They have uh, lots of great guests on, um, from time to time, including myself. They always already promised mm-hmm. Matt that if there's a wrestling theme date, that, uh, they'll have us both on <laughs> this season. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> But you want to get their takes on the romance, the roses, the right reasons and more. Whether you regularly watch the show or you just want to stay plugged into the highlights, you'll come away with the date ideas, relationship tips, advice for, yeah, for what you can do, how you can find yourself competing with 
other 30 people for the love of your life. I don't know why you'd be in that situation if you're not on The Bachelorette, but... it's uh, it's over, it sounds overwhelming to me, but that's one reason why it's good to tune in and listen. Like I am not the biggest Bachelor or Bachelorette fan. I've watched a, like literally a couple episodes of the different shows this year. Been very overwhelmed, and yes. listening to the podcast, <laughs> listening to their podcast is also really helpful and therapeutic because you're like, what is going really? on here? Like, mm-hmm. what are these? Oh my gosh, the germs! <laughs> First yes, of all, exactly the germs. They, yeah. They also keep you up to date on everything that happens in Bachelor Nation with like breakups, hookups, any news or anything like that. And of course, you can always follow along uh, because they do a like Bachelor draft. And so uh, this year, this season, they had Asia Welch on for the preseason draft. So just check them out. It's such a fun time. I love guesting on there. Um, I always, whenever I can, I always love to bother them with my my takes and my thoughts, even if I'm not on the show. So shout out to Amy and Haley. Uh, You guys are doing it so well. Um, But other than that, let's get out of here. We will see you next week. Watch out for any flying elbows. Bye. Bye. Bye.